out of the woods. Actually, I am. All right. Hey, guys and gals. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Squash Talk. I'm Pat. We are doing a little after show tonight. Man, we had a show on Gary's channel, uh, P3 Productions. Oh, oh, Leon is here. Thank you. Uh, and uh, and so we we were just getting into all kinds of interesting discussions, and I wanted to keep that going as I always do. And uh, so here we are, going live on my platform. Gary's here. Lupe, Mister Mendoza himself, is here. Lupe, you need to, you need a light on your face, man. All I see is your nose, your cheeks, yeah, your heart here, and your forehead. Sasquatch! It's a Sasquatch! Run! <laughs> well, I won't. Uh, hold on. I can't put no light. I ain't got no light. You got a light? No, I'm looking for my flashlight, but I don't know where it's at. I did with you. <laughs> How come Steve's not on here? Right. We'll figure. Uh, he he uh, he kind of had to go. He had he kind of made it clear. Like, nah, I can't keep going, guys. Well, you guys were on for three hours, so I mean, it's a hell of a long time, right? So, right. Yeah. And so. Right. Show. Uh, Obviously, we we got Leon has joined us now to be a part of the discussion, and uh, Patrick Vaughn, and yeah, here we are tonight. And uh, thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for continuing the discussion. I don't even know where to pick it up because we were all over the all of we, show. Yes, Gary, I was going crazy listening to you guys. I thought I, I, I was, as you can tell from the chat. I was. Go I thought at one point there, Pat, when you were saying that, uh, I think you were talking about ketchup at the time. But you thought, I thought you were talking about Leon's totally trolling you here, to Gary. <laughs> so I was just, you know, I just, thought, I just thought, no, this is madness. This is the, not, this is that madness last that hour doing. and a half was that? the hardest. <laughs> Usually, I can keep us on focus. I mean, and that might be one reason Steve's not here tonight, and I love him to death. But I'm like. Okay, we got to come back around to here. You know, <laughs> it uh, that was that was perfection or chaotic perfection is what that was. That was and that was a great discussion, great show. Thank you guys for being a part of it. I mean, that was yeah. Well, I've been I've been going for a long time today, so I'm a little I'm I'm not exactly focused. <laughs> well, it's only nine thirty seven p.m. Oh right! I live on the east co west coast. <laughs> yeah, you guys are like at what twelve thirty seven, one thirty seven, twelve thirty seven. I've been going. I've been going twenty hours. Oh. I'm not too far behind you. I'm at like eighteen. Well, you just wear depends all day long. Just saves you from taking those bathroom breaks. You can just go anytime you need to. It's great. Plus, it trains you when you're in a bush in case you run into a Sasquatch. You just got all that packed right in there. You don't have to it's a good training. Yeah, it's hey, good training. I got her subject right here. Larry Metzler, let's talk about what we do know. Well, I know guns. Patrick knows guns. Lupe damn sure knows guns. I'm scared of guns. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's an inside thing. You guys know Larry, I guess. Yep. I know Larry. Larry has nice comments. Thanks, Larry, for your nice comments. So I don't know where. Uh, where, where what's a good starting point tonight? Where Where did we um, leave off? 
I think we left off and wondering where you got your hat at, Pat. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't have the glasses and the hat in the last well, hour. That's three hours. Yeah. Right. I can throw one at you that was brought up in the comments more than once. A body. A body. Okay. A body. All right. So that's what, that's what we're talking about. All right. So can we can we preface that with this? Is that um, uh, is anybody here pro kill? Is is anybody here advocate we should go out in the woods and try and kill a Sasquatch? I am. All right, so uh, Lupe is. I'm sorry, the mosquitoes are everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that. Those are just fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I am not. I do not advocate for that. Well, right. you know, we're both we're both in the right and wrong at the same time because we can't prove that it's real. You know, so I mean, the chances of me ever shooting was like one. But you probably, I'll probably get struck by lightning like five times before I see one again. Hmm. You know, so what's the chances of me shooting one? It's like zero to a million, you know, or a hundred million or something. You know, it's okay. It, it's okay to. I mean, it's perfectly fine to have you know that opinion here. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not. I don't advocate for it. Personally, because I don't want to encourage uh, people to go out in the woods and, yeah. and, and try and kill something that yeah. they they don't understand, um, it's it's kind of irresponsible in a way to, well, let's, it, to be. But let's let's throw something at you. Here's where the problem is in the scientific community saying because every species on the planet we've always had to have a body to prove the existence thereof. Yeah. So the problem is really in the scientific community, even the, the the mountain gorilla, you know, they had to have a body. So if we could change the mentality, uh, which I don't think is going to happen, I agree with, you know, I agree to disagree with Lupe. You know, I, I'm not pro kill. I'm not going to draw down one unless he's coming at me. Yeah. Right. But, but we're going to have to change the mentality or come up with a body. But, you know, I, I, I'll tell you something. And uh, for years since I got in the military, in the, in, the, in the early 90s, every year I go deer hunting, and guess what? I've never shot a deer since. I've, I've had plenty of deers in my, my gun sight, but I just can't pull the tree. Yeah. You know, I'm the same way, dude. And, I'm and, not and a hunter. I don't hunt, I always, I don't kill anything. Well, I'm going to tell you, I eat deer, I eat wild hogs. You know, I love it. I love, I love game, wild game. I just can't pull the trigger, but. I always say that if I ever see another Bigfoot, I'm going to shoot him, <laughs> you mm. know. But like I said, chances are me pulling that trigger, like zero in 100 million. Lupe, what if you shoot him and you get up to his body and he looks like he's got a human face on I won't bother Lupe. Yeah, no. Won't you wouldn't bother, bother you? No. no. Is your positioning, Lupe, that it is what? Uh... I went through this a million times. I don't know. No, that's fair. I, I mean, I'm not. I don't know you from Jack Squat. <laughs> you just met me for the first time here online, right? So I'm just, I'm just curious about your perceptions on what you believe it is. Because the other I, thing, I don't problem, know. the the problem with me is, could I put a bullet in one? Yeah, I can put a bullet in one. The problem with me is, I walk up to the body and it looks like it's more humanoid. I'm gonna have a problem in my brain with that one. Well, you know, I've been in combat huh. and I've seen yeah. with my bullet. And do to a human. 
Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's put a toll in my life, you know, it hurts, yeah, totally. you know, and uh, so I understand what, what I mean, you because you, there's an implication to you being the first. And that's one that I struggle with. Oh, no, no, what no. If, no, I'm, no. If, I, if, if I'm the first who finds them and I'm the first to expose them that they're real, and knowing how human beings are and what we end up doing when we find things that are new. In other words, what's this going to be is a huge influx into people finding it. Because once you find one dead body, like I say it a little differently than you, I think body is what we need because yeah, that's yeah. going to make it solid. And all of the Bigfoot online researchers will probably no longer have oh. platforms because we don't know what the hell we're talking about as much as we like to claim we are. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I agree. I, I agree with you 100%. If we found a dead body, I mean, that would be the perfect scenario. Yeah. You know? Well, we yeah. talk about one getting killed, like on a Trans Canada Highway. I live in Canada, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, finding one on, hit by a, a bus on the Trans Canada yeah. Highway or, or, you know, old age, whatever, like that. I don't, th I think all this crazy thinking of there's supernatural that's going to go throughout the window. The reason why I have such a problem with that last conversation you guys had, I was just, my brain was just, I was freaking out on the other side, like as you can tell from the comments. But uh, I was just thinking, there, we don't have any species ever in hundreds of millions of years that show any supernatural uh, abilities. Not a single species. Bug, insect, well, bug is an insect, uh, mammal, fish, nothing. We have perceptions of us as human beings believing that they're supernatural. But the question is, when we find out what it actually is, we realize that, oh, that's not what that is. It's something else. Well, it, you know, it depends on how you look at it. You know, I look at it spiritually. <laughs> I'm a spiritual person. My Native, Native American ancestry, you know, we go through a lot of beliefs that, you know, a lot of things that we see that we know are spiritual. You know, well, and again, it goes back into defining, well, why do we believe yeah. what is spiritual and why is yeah. it that human beings, because I think it's important, I deal with the brain a lot with people, there's mm -hmm. a part of the human mechanism that that the spiritual fills in a huge blank for our psyche to help us come to a balanced state, especially yes. when it comes to something that we don't understand or unknown. I mean, when you look at all the so-called gods that humanity has experienced in its history, there's a little over a hundred of them. That's it. We think there's a lot of gods out there. There's not. Right. There's. We can say there's thousands of different styles of it. Like if you look at the Hindu belief, but the bottom line is they can fit into a variety of definitions. And when you put those under the definitions, there's a little over a hundred that we would say these are the style of god and these are the characteristics of that particular god. So, um, I I don't I don't like the idea of again this terrible tendency we have as human beings is projecting onto them our concepts. As soon as you do that, you're putting humanity onto a species you don't know. Well, that's, that's the number one scientific method not to do is putting humanistic ideas or concepts or traits onto something we don't know. Right. And well, it's not helpful to see them for what they are instead of what we're hoping them to be. That's one of the four rules well, is to see well, them for what they are and then work on what they what we've uh, objectively seen and then build on those kind of that kind of information. I've been out here for a long, long time. And I'll tell you the frustration of not finding, and I don't blame people, I, I, and I don't blame people. It's not that they're not intelligent, but they're spoon-fed. When you come online, you look at this little screen here. Uh, if you're interested in it, you don't know jack squat about Sasquatch. You know, so you go on YouTube, you punch in Sasquatch, and you come across somebody's channel that's got like 
50,000 views on a video, you think, whoa, brain likes patterns. 50,000 is a value. There must be a lot of stuff to follow on this guy's channel. But after you go through all this stuff, because I'm assuming that, you know, Lupe, you've been in the bush quite a bit, and especially if you've been in active combat, you have a very solid uh, capacity to move into your, um, well, especially in your combat uh, zone mentality and you, you'll know what I'm talking about I, I believe you'll know what I'm talking about what I'm saying that is your sensory perception is pretty peak pretty precise and very direct yes and what I incredibly frustrating this is just to Lupe though is imagine going into combat and you have this other kind of thinking out there well that's not really the Taliban that's not really whoever yeah it is that but if I don't know how to interpret that data incorrectly it could cost me my bloody life and that, that's the seriousness, at least from my position of what I do, is I come into this field with this, plus academic training. I'm not the heavy academics. I'm not. That's not my job. Uh, but I deal with a lot of heavy academics, PhD, doctorate level people. And it's not that we can't look at there's something we're totally missing that's totally wrong in what we've been doing. I'm not saying anybody on this panel is responsible for that. I think it's this garbage we've been spoon fed for 15 to 20 years on YouTube. Uh, and all these TV shows we watch that they're mindless. Some of the great documentaries. Yeah. I'm going to rant a little bit and then I'll shut up so you guys can join, jump in here. Sorry, because I do talk a little bit. But after watching the last show there, I just thought, man, I'm just, my knees just a shake and want to be yeah, shaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, but, trying to get, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is uh, uh, that some of the video documentaries that are coming out are classy. They're not like the cheesy ones. Like the ones you watch now on TV in search for a Bigfoot and all that kind of stuff. Those are cheesy. But the ones that click into it that really are trying to find the answer, there's a, you can sense an upgrade in actually the videography that's going on and the, fil the filming capacity that's going on. That's what we're needing to move this forward. And on that note, I will pass it to whoever wants it. Patrick, you did have your finger up a couple of times because I know that's your talk. Yep. Your talk finger. Yeah. So go um, for it. Well, <laughs> you hit on. You hit on, you hit on just about every point I was, you know, hoping to make, um, because we do assign, you know, we do assign spiritual, unknown, supernatural to what we do not understand. Now, one thing is, you know, early man could catch a a deep living sea creature and it has a glowing th wisp on its head. Well, it's supernatural because you don't understand it. Well, once you dissect it and understand the chemical properties of what's making it glow. You know, then then it's not supernatural, but yeah, we assign that. Wait, 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 what, so, but there's a good point there. I want to play with that idea, Patrick, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. The good point is that you know we didn't have concepts of God until about at the at the most, from what we can understand, ten thousand years ago. So if we've been walking the planet for two hundred thousand years, let's just say a hundred thousand years, why is it taking ninety thousand years to get a spiritual perception development in the brain as far as a programming system in the brain that needs or finds there's some uniqueness to having a spiritualized part of reflecting on life. What that provides that part of the brain is hope when you're hopeless. Mm -hmm. Keeps you moving forward when you don't have any rational understanding, especially when your body's beating mm -hmm. the hell out of you, your brain and your life has been smacking you around to move you forward. But there's something about the spiritual part which is right here, by the way, in your brain, uh, that activates to help person transcend what their present physical conditions and compared to moving forward on that. So uh, where, where I get a little confused, I guess, 
I, well, I don't get confused because I understand why people's brains do that, but um, is the quick jump that goes right across to the, the supernatural or the spiritual, the spirituality of it, even in first nations, because uh, Lupe, you're talking about this. I, I love the first nations tradition. I think, they have something that we don't have as white Anglo-Saxon Westerners in North America, which is the capacity to still sense the, the, the perception of being in the forest and in the bush and working with inside of the rhythm of nature. I don't think we have that. We have the white man's concept of it, but we certainly don't have the uh, Aboriginal or First Nations people. Well, when you start uh, talking about making the jump between our perception and then some supernatural that's a bridge so that we can put some kind of we can yeah. quantify it in some way to be able to deal with it yes now yeah. now now that that does not that does not mean that what is in between there is not something supernatural because i have personally seen spirits i know yeah. spirits exist well again i'm not saying look at i know that you've perceived something yeah you know, for instance, I mean, we can go into a whole thing out here. Like you guys know, I just finished, finished well, filming that documentary called Snake Oil, which is on everything paranormal, supernatural, ghosts, and all that kind of stuff. And I had, when I was younger, I thought for sure I had an experience where I literally had somebody, I woke up in the middle of the night, I was just a little kid, and there was something that was freaky going on in my room. And I, I was crying at such a level that my mom came upstairs and said, what are you doing? Okay. And I said, no, I want to come and sleep with you. And when I walked down the stairs from my bedroom, all the way down the stairs, this translucent figure came all the way down and followed us all the way down the stairs. And I walked into my mom's bed. My dad was working that night. He worked in the military. So he's doing a night shift. And uh, so I went into the bed like that. And this thing came through the door, walked to the end of the bed, looked at me. And all I did was put the sheets over my head. Now, that's what's recorded in my 5.5 pounds of jelly. Mm -hmm. Now, did that happen or didn't that happen? This is, you know, this is what, we, what I appreciate about you guys. This, we don't have to be afraid of having this depth of a conversation because we're really, really interested in trying to figure out what we're trying to deal with here. So, so, so I'm guessing that you don't believe in God. You don't believe in the Bible. What's uh, that? I'm guessing that you're not a religious person. I have a pastoral theology degree. Oh, really? Yes. So it's not coming from there, but facts are facts and truth are tra truth. And in the, in the scripture, which you will know about this, if you are claiming, I'm assuming you take the counterbalance because you came with a negative and projected onto me. No, no, no. No, no, not, not, I'm not, I'm not criticizing at all, Lupe. Don't get me wrong here, okay? Because sometimes a lot of people get me misinterpreted as being a direct, meaning that I'm aggressive or against you. I'm not. I'm just looking for facts. God even asked me, Leon, come reason with me. You know that scripture, I would assume, if you're a Christian. He says, come reason with me. Joseph wrestling with the angel. This is what that's about, is reason with me. The problem is, I deal with systems, Lupe, you don't know this, but I deal with systems, and I deal with Christian systems, Sasquatch systems, gay systems, political mm -hmm. systems. I, that's what I do for a living, is analyze systems. And when I look at the low-resolutional system, that's, that's now, like, if you think that Western Christianity is the gospel, you're caught in a Western cultural system. Because the gospel is not, it's been, the gospel's been assimilated by Western culture. If you don't buy that, go online, uh, where right now, punch in your server up here, look at the Hindu Jesus pictures, look up images, Hindu Jesus, look up Japanese Jesus, 
Look up Afghanistan Jesus. Look up African Jesus. Look up uh, Caribbean Jesus. And you will see the cultural imprint on the image of those pictures of what they believe Jesus looked like. Like the Anglo-Saxon Nordic Christian Jesus that's at every Christian church with the, you know, well, unless you don't come from that. If you come from a Hispanic church or an African-American church, you're not going to have that style of Jesus. And it's more likely the African-Americans are probably more correct what Jesus looked like than what we think he looked like, <laughs> you know, because we're very egocentric, well, personally, as human beings. Well, let's not go down that road too far. Well, no, it, but it goes into belief systems because that's what we're talking about. All of us here yeah. have a belief system I agree. what we perceive about what a Sasquatch is. Now, we have five different people on the panel. The question is, we want to dialogue with each other to analyze what each of us believe so that we can maybe come to a better understanding and helpful education towards me anyways. I, I don't know these, well, I think I know most of the people's positions on here, but I'm looking to be educated. I'm not looking to be right. Yeah. You know, well, if I wanted to be right, I would have 50,000 subscribers on my channel. I stayed online well, under the radar because I'm looking for the right people. So I'm looking well, it, to be educated because I'm not educated in all the fields that I need to be. And I need the academics also as, as another resource people to go to, to help me keep myself, keep myself solid. I guess, so. Well, <laughs> again, again, it boils down to what can you observe? Okay. You have all these questions and I understand that I started out like that myself, but what can be, what, what is observable and what do you have to, uh, create a hypothesis and theorize about. You know, well, it's a little it's a little deeper than that too. I'm sorry, Patrick. I'm going to challenge you. Uh, play with that idea a bit more. It's not about uh, you know. I wasn't done. It, it's about understanding ahead. what process would one use you, me, uh, Pat, anybody here mm -hmm. would use so that we could systematically figure out whether the information we're taking in or observing is actually factual information. We need a, mm -hmm. we need a, we need a method for that. Because until we get a method for that, it's everyone's speculation of idea. And the well, problem that's with why, that is we can't that's why it took That's why it took three encounters for me to make sure that my method was correct and what I was witnessing and also the witnesses with, with me witnessing was witnessing the same thing so that, you know, I could get their take and make sure we all matched. You know what I well, mean? Uh, well, and that's what you're supposed to do, right? I mean, your mm -hmm. sister, what do you know? I don't know Jack Squat. What do you know? <laughs> you know Jack Squat. We're doing the best we can out here, I yeah. would think. But the key part is we have to also upper game because in 50 years from now, if we don't upper game, do a total different way, because we've been in it for 50 years, we're missing something. We've always been missing something. And what that is, is for some strange reason, it's not just in the Bigfoot community, it's in the cultural community, is we're afraid to find out what we're actually looking at because we feel embarrassed. <laughs> so I've said something online and this is a Sasquatch and now I feel stupid because I realize finally this has nothing to do with a Sasquatch. Well, there's a great power to mm -hmm. back yourself into our pocket to sit in, which is you say that to your viewers. They will well, appreciate you a hell of a lot more than not. And so, and you know how I view on your, your whole thing, Pat. So it's not like I, you yeah. know, I, I'm against you in any way. <laughs> oh, this isn't, this is, uh, this is, this is a, this is, you know, a, a debate, I guess, you know, a, a, a meeting of the minds, you can say, but what you're talking about, what you're missing, I know what you're missing. I worked okay, it out. Give it to me. Give it to me. Here. I worked it out two years ago. It's an equation. Okay, you have a being that lives in the woods that has a high IQ, 
and much greater skill set than you do. Okay, you're 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 chasing down what someone says was something, and it wasn't. And of course, you're analyzing what it wasn't or what it might have been. Now, what's missing in this equation is that, okay, you have something that is there, and then you were over here. What's missing in that equation is where is it, and and the the missing link, distance. Okay, it's not about being next to Sasquatch when it's there. It's about being able to see it when it's there, and the equation and the missing is distance, and that is needs to be bridged by technology, either aerial technology or a telescopic te technology, 9000 zoom, that you can use thermal imagery to, to, to uh, focus in on at a great distance and then switch to an HD camera to be able to film it in broad daylight because they do exist in broad daylight. Well, yeah, and I agree with that 100%. I mean, I did a video uh, probably two years ago, and I said, listen, if you had a Sasquatch on your property, or if you had an area where you knew Sasquatch was there, I want you to ask yourself this question. I don't care how crazy your answer is, but answer this question. What would you need to film them? And I said, don't let your don't let don't be stuck in a box. Like think out of the box. What would you need to film them? The first thing that comes to my mind is military grade drone. Yeah. That's where it goes. That's where it goes to my yeah. mind. That solves mm -hmm. the issue. None of this Mickey Mouse garbage of mm -hmm. this might or that might. That yeah. would because it has the technology to look through the canopy even yeah. at nighttime or daytime mm -hmm. to look mm -hmm. for heat registrations that are very clear to know that you're not looking at a human being. Yeah. So I'll back up a little bit here. I'm sorry if I'm ranting a bit. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry, but I haven't well, talked to you. You're stepping into all, my expertise there. Uh, well, we, we do have that technology. First of all, we got some certain technology, but a drone, I don't care if it's thermal, night vision, cannot see through through uh, 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 all the leaves and trees all the way to the bottom, only, only through opening. All right. It, it, it cannot see through all that. Crap, like, no, 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 there's new technology now. Mili okay. Military grade, dude. Like, yes. No, no, no. It's just, no I'm, in, I'm, sorry, I'm not doubting you were in the military. I'm just suggesting to you this. Yeah, you don't. There's new have, technology that's on the horizon where they can. There's new yeah. technology where it's on the horizon where they're getting that capacity. It's yeah. not here yet. I mean, it is here, but it's not in the general knowledge of the public. Uh, and that's no, all I'm saying. I'm not in a big hurry here, man. What I do for a living, you can't be in a hurry to be, you're in it for decades. You're not in it for a, a day or a year. I'm going to find Sasquatch in three weeks. That's crazy thinking in my mind, especially when I'm up in British Columbia where I'm walking in a, uh, I'm walking through forests with a needle with a haystack. That, but the that, idea goes back to the thing is what would you need then? I don't care what it is. But if we up our game, kind of like with this uh, research that carries down there with 20 people and they got technology that we haven't ever seen before for doing a Bigfoot research. You know, uh, it's, not it's not the technology is going to find them. You have to be on the ground for weeks and months at a time. 100%. I agree 100% with you. And if you're out there doing that, man, I give you great praise. <laughs> great praise. Because that's what's missing. Like in Canada here, in the next in the summer coming up here, we have a sixty-day expedition, not a, not a week, sixty days. 
Yeah, and we have they, people out there all the time, twenty four seven. How many people on what a six day expedition? Uh, probably anywhere between twenty to thirty. Yeah, that's too much. No, 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 because you don't know the area we're in. We're in a very vast area, so we need. It's not that we're all hanging around yeah, where the Sasquatches are. We have a day camp laid out. We, we yeah. go out to where the areas are located. Okay, you, guys, you can't gentlemen. go crazy like that, man. You're totally right, Lupe. So, gentlemen, yes. Patrick, share with us. Um, it's been in my humble experiences, which has been 33 encounters and eight face-to-faces, and tracking 24 of these individuals. Why are you special? Um, you can't get within a quarter mile of them with yeah, with any. Okay, you can't. I, I, I've I've got to a quarter mile of them. Anything closer, it's a mistake on their part. So distance is part of the equation. It's not that they only exist at night. They exist in day and night, the real living, breathing beings. You're over here, they're over there. What you have to do is know where they are and close the distance to them. That's all you have to do to film them. Yeah, or find the right terrain where they're, they're more manageable to negotiate, navigate with it. But I'll tell you, if you got them in a quarter, a quarter of a mile distance from you, there's no reason we can't get them on film. You can't. No you, can, you can't. In, in the bush, Leon. You cannot. I mean, yeah, they will not really, let you. They, they will not they let don't you walk around in wide open spaces, man. I'm they not don't. talking about that, you guys. Listen, no. I understand what I'm saying to you might sound a little over the top, but you're forgetting that we have put people on the moon. We just put mo uh, a moon. Uh, I agree. Lander on there that has a helicopter that they can fly from Mars. Yeah. You know how many millions of miles that is away. Yeah. I'm saying that we have to think out of the box because the online influences that we picked up has made us uh, kind of boundaried in regards to our capacity. I know what I'm talking about in regards to okay. it's not about the technology. I mean, some of the st stuff Steve's coming up with right now is just the next level research technology. And, and maybe so, because it sounds like he, he is trying to like he's trying to like move the ball down the field. Well, and he can because he's got the technology right. behind it. Because he does every bloody military, every any military plane that Lupe used as a backup plane, he's the guy who designed that. So he's not yeah, some yeah, kind of moron. <laughs> no, you know, I know. I'm uh, talking about like just dude. general avionics engineer. We're talking no, no, about no, 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 no. I know. Steve, Steve worked on the F twenty two, so okay. I I know what's going on there. Uh, so I'm well aware of that. Uh, all I'm saying is this: if you're going to be on the ground, linear with them with them that's what does it, it they outclass or whatever it, i say outclass that's the the vernacular i, I don't I agree i'm sorry i'm gonna play the devil's advocate to help you guys Man, every, every animal on this planet including us makes mistakes out but, you yeah know. but i have a but, uh, i have a question for leon yeah go for it uh, okay leon 50 years of, of data you're <laughs> You're you're in rolling hills, thick brush, big trees, and there's one quarter mile north of you. You have a camera in your hand. Give me the scenario that gets you up on it so you can get the video of it. Patience. Two weeks, four months, whatever. It, it knows takes. you're there. It knows you're it there. Matter. It doesn't matter. It can't keep thinking you're there for four months. It needs to eat. It needs to drink. It needs a lot of other things. That it, it, it can do that everywhere else. Well, they can make mistakes. They make mistakes. 
Well, it can do that anywhere else. It, it, it doesn't can, matter. I don't care. Look, at human beings are really, really smart. Mm-hmm. And, and human beings will fuck up. If the police are watching, the CIA is watching, the FBI is watching, the military people are watching, uh, the opponent, they will fuck up in some way if they're patient. But it's the impatience that's killing us online. Well, Leon, there's there's one factor here though that that I hate to say, but say it. <laughs> the, the skill set that that team is going to have to have. I mean, that's few and far between. I mean, every one of us here are you know. Well, we live closer. Yeah, if we live closer, it'd be easier, you guys. Honestly, for sure. I yeah. mean, I go back to before we even talk about the military grade stuff and all that kind of stuff. Is we can't even figure out how to track them like a deer or a rabbit. <laughs> That's a pretty bad standard. That's the first part we got to figure out. How do we find them first? Now, yeah, I was going to say, don't get me started on the track and the rabbit. And the, as, as, yeah, yeah, wow. totally. But as Patrick, uh, yeah, even for Patrick, for his son, for his son right? <laughs> Look at that. Ain't no dead rabbit you're holding in your hand. That's my yeah. son you're holding. You know? But I mean, like, if Patrick's talking about what he's suggesting here and what he's sharing, and I, I trust what he's saying to me is being somewhat factually truth from what I've seen of him talked to him with for especially that three hour period we had a chat with uh the the key part is like this whole online stuff we have to just throw it away and talk like we're talking tonight i mean i know it's kind of heavy and i know it's kind of challenges us a bit or we project onto maybe what i'm saying thinking i'm saying it a certain way i'm not saying it anyway all i know is what do i know for sure tracks are facts what else do i know i've seen one so that makes me kind of perplexed. What do you do when you've actually seen one or you believe you've seen one? Tracks are facts. Tracks aren't just Mickey Mouse. If you can read tracks, you can tell tracks when they are dispensing energy in the ground. So the next part is where do I find those tracks? And the next part, the question I ask is what is the environment that makes these tracks happen to be here at this time? And like when I went up to do the uh, uh Matt Moneymaker's best Sasquatch tracks way of 2020. I mean, he's claiming this, and he's the president of the BFRO, claiming these are the best Sasquatch tracks. So we sent our team, and it's garbage. It's absolutely, they're all moose, every single one of them. He knows nothing about tracking. He doesn't know how to track an animal in snow. And if that snow, if that track was true as Sasquatch, we would have found it for miles. Miles, you guys. Do you understand that? We're not talking like a few 10, 15 miles. We're talking like 20, 50, 100 miles. We'd have seen what it ate, why it bedded down, why it bedded down there. That's tactile stuff. This is like deer stuff. We don't even have that data for a Sasquatch. So the ideas of all these other building onto concepts is not helping, at least me, uh, where to find them. The good thing about the Okanagan, we have floods every year. In those floods, sand is or nice gray kind of gooky muck is dispensed over huge chunks of riverbed. And so the river gets really small, flying a drone up there to find the track, track the track. That's what I'm looking for. That's the basics I'm looking for. uh, uh, Steve just messaged me and he uh, asked me to correct y'all. He worked on the F-23, not the F-22. Sorry, Steve. I didn't realize you're still up, man. I'm sorry. I'm well, I, I'm the one that said the F-22, and I think that's right. I think what he's referring to is the concept, the original concept of the F-22, which was called the F-23, which looked completely different than what yeah. turned out to be the F-22. Yeah, the F-23 uh, is Strategic Air Command. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so all right. So we're talking. Let, we're talking tracks here. 
So, Gary, um, I don't know. What do you do if you track a Bigfoot back to its home? Uh, what do you do, Gary? Like, <laughs> Well, seeing I've never been in that situation, but if I actually track one back to its home, a lot of us don't depend on what they do. I mean, I'm not going to move in. If I know it's their home, uh, I'm not going to barrel right in the middle of it. I mean, you're looking for a, a, getting your head separated from your body. Yeah. So what is I mean, female, Gary? They they exist somewhere, I, it, and I I'm not claiming to have knowledge that they have camps, but you know, uh, if we're gonna look at them as flesh and blood, you know, hominid kind of creature, they're gonna exist somewhere at some time. Well, I so you, you don't want to really track them up. You don't want to track up on them, right? We did find a valley with a river flowing through it in southeastern Oklahoma that had a lot of juvenile tracks, and it looked like what we thought. We called it a nursery area. A lot of smaller, like, structures and, you know, signs of just little window in windows of, of young ones. And we made ourselves vacant real quick because I, I don't want to be – I know what a mama bear <laughs> – what's that, Lupe? Come on, what? If you find tracks, why won't you? Fi you gotta follow them, man. I do. I did. We did follow them. We followed you know, them like half a mile. But how, how, how are we gonna prove it if you don't follow them? Because yes, I'm a dirty yes, cat. Yes, hundred percent, Lupe. hundred percent under. Yes. But what do you do? What the What the hell do you do when you get? Let's say you get the best of a Bigfoot. Then okay. What? Well, if I got my if I got my gun or camera or something, I'm gonna get them. Either on camera or on my rifle, one of the two. Well, I'm pretty sure Leon's not going to shoot him. So, uh, what do no, you I do, Leon? Down, but if it, it would depend on what its eyes look like to me. As soon as I had it in the skull, yeah. If I, I see its eyes and the eyes had had humanity in it, not a chance. Yeah, or if I got a camera. I got a camera from you. What do you mean you by know? humanity? Uh. Or a majesticness to them. Like, yeah. I, I've seen animals before where you want to put them down and you look at them and you think, I just can't do this. This animal's just so bloody majestic. So, or this person or this thing. I don't know what I'm looking at. Well, I don't know what, what I'm looking at. It's not fair for you to tell anybody at home that I know what I'm looking at. I don't know what I'm looking at. I know I think I've seen one before, but I don't know what that is. I've seen an elephant, like you've heard me a hundred times say. I've well, seen an elephant. I've seen killer whales. I've seen... Uh, lions, but what do I know about those things? Nothing. Well, I don't live in the Serengeti. I don't live in the ocean. Um, but they're not human. Do, you, do you they're have? Not to, don't you have to consider at least the possibility that there might be two or three more watching? <laughs> like, uh, well, I don't know. More likely, duh. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you're you're really you're you're signing your own death warrant at that point. No, no, no I don't no. think you're, you. No, 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 no. No, you shoot any animal out in the wild, the rest of them are gonna run. They're gonna run away. You know, they're not gonna. No, I don't know about that, dude. I'm not. I, I, that doesn't sound right to me, actually. No, it is right unless they're unless unless they're the offspring of the animal that you are. are if they if they, if they were that simple, they'd be in fucking zoos right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you can find, they're them. not that simple, man. But the, I, I can look say at, that. For okay. Sure. Okay, look at look at the state of Maine. Largest population of black bear in the United States. Probably eighty percent of the people living in Maine have never seen a black bear. Yeah. 
you know? We cannot compare them to black bears, dude. Uh, well, well, Pat, you got to compare some population to black bears. You got to compare yeah. them. Yeah, and Pat, you're projecting, you're using cognitive dissonance to project onto them what you believe they might no, be. You no, have no I, idea what they no, are. You have no, no idea that, what they are. I'm not using cognitive dissonance. Yes, I, you I, are. I, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, separating, I'm separating the lack of knowledge we have from the actual knowledge we have of a, of, of a fucking species, dude. Yeah. Black bear. But you're still saying, you know? you're projecting onto them that they're not like a black bear. You don't know that. You I don't, don't know, know that. Grizzly. You don't know any of that. How do you know that? Tell us, uh, tell us, us, us four, us three here, or us four here, how you know they're not like a normal animal that work out of instinct. How do you know this? But, but because they would be in a zoo. That's that, 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 that um, is all I have to say. No, well, okay, let me ask you a question. Is there any animal that has not been put in a zoo at this time that does exist? Right. Uh, I hear you. I mean, you're trying to flip the script. I get it. Mm. But answer the question yes or no, because if it's no, then you're kind of no. screwed a little bit here. I, I'm not screwed because obviously animals that don't that don't exist in human zoos are extraordinary no they're not i could show you two species that are in bc that don't have never been in a zoo ever in their lives but they're and you, can go, you can go around the world and find many animals that have never been in a zoo and so yeah. the idea of using that as yeah, an idea yeah. that man because of our egocentric arrogance yeah. arrogance we have that we can go capture everything we can't capture everything because we don't have big enough zoos first of all well correct we don't have blue whales in zoos i agree but that's that you're we're getting into like semantics and shit. No, like, we're not. We're getting into specifics. That's what the problem is. The well, problem is is you're 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 believing that you have a concept in your head that you believe that it's a known is. species, though. It's a known species. So when okay, I so say we talk about an unknown species, there's five of us on the panel. We don't know this species, but we all have our thoughts of what those that this species might be, including you. So are you telling me that your species, the concept of what you believe the species to be, is factually accurate whatsoever? And at what percentage would you say it is? Because no. mine would be about 5%. I'm not sure what yours would be at. Everything else is projection onto my concepts of what I believe it. Th I think it might be. So when I believe a Sasquatch is some kind of monster or terror of the woods or goes and kills things, I don't know any species that does that other than the reptilian species. Well, they have to eat, so therefore they have to kill things. Yeah, Patrick, I mean, that they're going to kill you for the sake of needing food? Are they going to kill no, you? No, 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 no. I didn't say me. I didn't say me. You said if kill it, things. If I'm Pat, Pat, yeah. Can I say something, Pat? Go ahead. Okay, how how many uh that's why you you think believe uh, live in North America, in Canada, America? You know, it, it's hard. It's hard to. I mean, we we have no good database to go off of, but there there's not ten million of them, and there's not five of them. You know, so uh, unfortunately, you know, it falls everywhere in between. You know. Okay, so so say. Maine's got a hundred thousand black bear, right? And eighty percent of the population of the people have never seen one. And say in North American Canada, there's three thousand Sasquatch do a lot living. What is the percentage of Americans that have seen a Sasquatch? Sure, I mean that would be an actual really good 
uh, uh, study to like, like really get that like kind of like mathematics and, and down. You know, I know that personally, I've seen three black bear my entire life. You know, and well, I, you know, I I've been the only time I've ever seen them is in places where they are. I never saw one in Augusta, Georgia. You know, well, we're getting we're getting into what's observable. And what hasn't been. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh Um, Now, as far as saying that animals work purely off instinct and not intelligence, I believe that's completely inaccurate. I've seen animals walk past something, change their mind, make a decision, and go back to it. Um, Now, as far as... as, It's a form of instinct, by the way, just to point that out to you. You might not understand the concept of it, but that's that's totally part, part of the processing of instinct in an animal. Yeah, well, I've, uh, again, that's that idea about projecting onto them that they're reflecting on as they walk by. So as they walk by, they see right. something, they keep walking I've, by, and they're reflecting on what they walk by. That's not instinct. That's a different part of the brain. And animals I've trained. I've I've trained. I, I've I've been a horse trainer. I understand what instinct and what intelligence is. Horses are um, freaking smart. Now. Uh, now, when you start talking about, you know, whether a Sasquatch is instinctive or intelligent, when you start talking about them building uh, corrals and, 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 and diverting animals to certain places, and they have to discern out which trees to use, which is the best place to put these corrals to divert these animals to their hide that they wove together, I believe they used intelligence to discern out what trees to go in between with that fence to do that. Well, that's called conscious availability. Conscious availability is to process, analyze, and then come up with a strategy plan to work with the environment to get what you need. Isn't that what we do? That's exactly what we do. That's that's exactly what we do. And that's why I always wonder whether or not they have a higher conscious availability. And that's why your, your question. Your question is, if I look in its eyes and it and it seems intelligent or majestic, if you want to shoot one, don't look in its eyes because you're going to see that. Well, I want to see that, though, because I want to know what I'm shooting. If it has well, a higher conscience availability to it, I don't want to shoot something that has a higher conscience availability to it. It's okay. like you're shooting a dolphin. I wouldn't shoot a dolphin because of the sake they're like a shark. Because when I look at a dolphin, they have a higher conscience availability to them. I wouldn't shoot an elephant for the same reason. And what is what is higher conscience availability? What does that look like from an animal's perspective? Is they can look into a mirror and recognize they're looking at themselves. Mm-hmm. That's what higher yeah. conscience availability is. So a neat little thing would be too, especially area in your area, Patrick, is yep. go and get some bloody go to what like a thrift store, hardware store. I don't know if you guys have these down there or not. We have. Uh, the, I think they're called Habitat for Humanities here. But go and get those folder mirror. Uh, you know, that I tried that experiment. Mirror. They're really light and stuff, right? And take them the in there and put a camera on the mirror like they did with the gorillas and the chimps and all these other animals. And and just put it and see if a, if a squatch is in your area that you feel is pretty solid about. That would be brilliant video to catch. Is them going checking themselves in a mirror, man. I and agree. Well, there, there's no electronics except off in the distance or one of Steve's camera he's working on. That would be like just awesome. I set that up. I set that up. 
How's how? Uh, okay, okay, I did that. Explain. I did that years ago. Okay, I did that years ago. I went to Home Depot. I got a full length mirror that you bolt on your door. I got it. I set it up. I set a a a, a weak LED light that would shine into the mirror. So that when they stood in front of it, the light would hit them, reflect back into the mirror, and they could see themselves. Okay, I set that up. The problem is that they find they find the electronics. Okay, so, so that le- that led me down the that led me down the road of what electronics are they finding? What is it the light or is it electronics? Well, they walked in on a light and a recorder. And you could hear them walking around, pick my radio up and go out of distance for 11 and a half hours and then bring my radio back and drop it back in a hole and tap the mic on the recorder. You put a camera there, they won't come in. They so what? they won't come in. They won't come in. Not okay. on a camera. Okay, okay. And that's fair. I understand. They may somehow sense the cameras there. That's How what about? I'm talking about, the idea about upping your game. Okay, if you're, 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 you're beings, we can up our game into outsmarting these guys in regards to technology. Okay. Fair enough. Here's how we up that game. I propose this: a mirror box that is a two-way mirror is what we call a two-way mirror. Yeah. So you can look out of it, yeah. but you can't look into it. And you, I designed one of them. You sit that box out in the, the the remote area where you think they might be interested in seeing their own reflection. And you point, like, I don't know, however many cameras you can fit in there with a live feed recording on SD cards live, you know, so that if when that squatch comes up and goes, you know, <laughs> boom, you've what got about, the best footage ever of a Sasquatch. What yeah. about that's how if you I, do it? What about if I told you I designed one of them using plexiglass and limo tent and, and I designed it big enough for a person to sit in it? And and and, and, and and witness anything walking up to it. The problem was is that first off, I didn't have that many cameras or even cameras to right. put in it, and I certainly didn't have anybody that was going to sit in that box no. and witness no. something walk up there because I no. sure the hell wasn't doing it. This so this, this concept would not involve a person. It would all have yeah. to be remote uh, video imagery that was that was constantly recording live. You'd have to do it over a year as well. You, and you, and you, not, might, you, you might have, have to do it for a while. Over, you have to do yeah. it over a year, just like right. the guy who filmed the film. I, I, I agree with Leon. I would put that year cap on it. Yeah. Like, we're going to set it right here and put that year cap on it. Yeah, because so, the guy who did the snow leopards, he took him four years to film the snow leopard, and he did it in increments. Lupe, go, sorry, go ahead, buddy. Share some stuff there, buddy. I was telling, I was telling Gary to crank it up, man. Say something. <laughs> You know, you do have a real good point, though, that we're not going to do this in three weeks. We're not going to do this in two weeks. Uh, Look at Jane Goodall, you know, uh, or and Diane Fossey, years and years to build up a rapport with, uh, with, you know. Serious effort. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I do agree with that. Like, I mean, it could take it could take a lot longer than we might would think or, or we might get lucky and, you know, strike, we might strike gold on, on that third week, you know, I you mean, know, if, if we do, it's going to be with Ariel. I mean, did you know me, Gary? That's my thing. I'm like, 
It's just like we were talking about earlier. It's like, well, what do you do when the Sasquatch is a quarter mile away from you? Oh, well, you put the drone up in the air and go fly right to it. In in 30 seconds. <laughs> it, you know, like that that quick. Well, you how know? do you know how do you know the Sasquatch is a quarter mile away from you? Well, that was that was kind of the that that was the setup. That was the I mean that's what they like they were talking about, you know. Um, you know, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know that, you know, uh, but you know, how you're going to know you're the only, the only way you would know if the Sasquatch was a quarter mile away from you is if you had boots on the ground, maybe yeah. had a, a wood knock or a howl or something. And then you would send the drone up into that area to try to, to gather them. I mean, it's once again, like yeah, exactly. I about earlier, it's going to be a conjective, you know, team effort it's not going to be one i don't think one individual uh, unless they're this lucky you know unless maybe they run over one or just happen to put a bullet in one you know it's going to be a a team effort all the way across straight across the board hell yeah hey yeah. hey guys i gotta go all right all right okay i gotta go to bed hey man i appreciate it pat uh gary man y'all guys take care man yeah, you're uh, welcome be, here anytime, brother. All right. Yeah, be cool, man. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, my, uh, you know, my idea that those kind of tactics involve, uh, uh, you know, just, just looking, looking in areas where they might well, be, you know. I've always, I've always had my butt handed to me. When I'm trying to trick them, I've tried to trick them. I've tried to get them to come in the camera. I, I dislabeled IR and set out an ambient light source and dialing it down to find out what they would come into and what they came into was so dark, my camera couldn't catch the images of them. Okay. Yeah. I have not been successful with that. And as hard as these guys are, I mean, they're up in, in, in Canada, I'm sure they're harder to find. In the mountains in Northern, North America, I'm sure they're harder to find. Down here in the South, they're not that difficult because, you know, we don't have grand, large masses of timber and stuff. We have WMAs and, and, and forestry, and they get on top of elevation with a, with a water barrier between, on two sides uh, between where humans come into and do the recreation because they know where the humans going to come in this valley. They're going to skirt up this Creek without crossing it and go and stay on this side, do their thing on these 600 acres over here and this 30 acre elevation over here, they don't get on. And so that's where they sit at during the day and they pattern people and people leave then they'll come, they will cross the Creek and come into those areas. Okay. So, so Gary, what, or sorry, Patrick, what technology would you need to film them in the day if you know they're up in that area? I would need. Well, first thing you got to think. Of, I don't care what it is. Think out of the box. Uh, first, send, go ahead. First, the first thing is clear line of sight. All right. You have to know where they are. You have to know clear line of sight. I mean, it's the same thing as shooting an animal. If you have, if you know where they are and you have clear line of sight and the right technology to make the distance, then you got them. That's it. You know, now in my area, clear line of sight is not a, it's not a possibility. 
Okay, unless you've cleared out a lane, 50 yards is, is as most as you're going to see in the bush. So that means you're going to have to go aerial. And you're going to need a heavy lifter on. You're going to need a, uh, a thermal, you're going to need a thermal camera to be able to side in on them. You know, that way they don't blend into the, the bush. You actually pick up their, their, uh, their image. And then next to that, next to that, you need an HD camera so that when you do side in on them and you get your camera on them, you can swap to an HD camera and zoom in through the bush and film them in HD in broad daylight. It's, That's it's what all you have in to one, have. all in one platform, brother. Yeah. Wait, wait, you're yep. missing something. You're missing something. What you also need is not higher sight as well. You need higher entry protection, meaning that if you don't have higher sight, you need to find out whether something's coming into an area. So what you need to do is have lasers that go across a certain distance probably a good depending on how big the area you're talking about so that if anything walks in within a certain height range uh, you will know oh. that they've entered the area and then you have an internal sensor area as well so that you can make sure you're tracking it in the right direction so you can have a location for the yeah, drones to go to one not a bad two, idea no. three or, like you need at least four. three you need three inter internal rings of data information so if you have a laser that's pointed they can't see the laser maybe they can i know i don't know that yet so i know where five families these live okay i know where in one area i know where both their homes are in north louisiana I know where the, the uh, 40 miles north there, I know where the, that family's home area is. Their 30-acre elevation area they hang out at in the daytime to avoid people, I know where that is. Okay, if you know that information, there's no reason we couldn't get them on film, buddy. There's yeah, no you reason for you, Well, with, with, with an aerial drone, I agree. Yeah, trying well, to probably try, in a ways, you need a different, a, a few different strategy techniques. They work like the good thing. What we're doing here is strategizing. All right, fine. All right, fine. I'll come down there next weekend. <laughs> because I, I, if we can, if we, if we put laser sensors up, so that we know which way they're entering into the environment, especially if you know the home range, then uh, it's easy to put the drone up so we know which direction to send the drone. First of all, so we're not having to go over three acres of property, which isn't actually that bad. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's what the ideal site is what you're talking about is yeah. you find an area where we know they are. That's the question. That's what drives me nuts. Yeah. Everyone just that's says not hard. Okay, so Patrick, like, um, um, that, the, that's the, what the, the canopy is coming back now, right? Yeah. It's coming back. It's coming, oh, yeah. starting to come back here. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I've, I've lost that capability, man. Like, I can't, I, I couldn't even say, like, if I wanted to drive down there next weekend well and, and, yep. and do this yeah. the canopy is going to already be like filling out big well time. i spent a lot of years tracking these things and finding out where they would disappear to to get away from us okay i i found out that criteria i went to another area and they had the same criteria the same criteria in louisiana works the same criteria in southern arkansas okay, that they go to that criteria tell us okay absent a man it's an area that's absent a man due to natural barriers which is normally a water barrier they're going to be in elevation preferably one hill behind that water barrier so if you have a water barrier and you have elevation going up, it drops back down into a valley. That next hill over, that's where they like to be at. 
And that's and that is between now that is between where a known trailhead for us would come into, you know, and, and it's so we'd come in and we don't go across that river or creek. We stay on this side. So it's lack of man over here in elevation behind a water barrier, one hill deep. And that and you know that and, and, and you have to have you know, access to game. You need a, a large area where they can get out at night and go hunting. Then you have to have a water source. You know, those are the criteria that so they use. So they're mostly nocturnal? No, they're really not. I do have you found think they that hunt during the daytime. They will if there's no man there. Oh, wait, they pattern us. Their actions and reactions are all off of us. Okay, I've gone into an area that they were they didn't know I was coming in because I hadn't been in there in months and I'd never been in there in that specific time frame. And they were relaxed, plodding down this road that man made tracks in the mud, the Sasha and little Sam relaxed, you know, for a mile. They didn't know I was gonna come in there. Do you so have that, do you have any of that on camera or film? Um it was on video where at the same place where we did the uh, Bigfoot Explorer expedition on North Louisiana on the is track. Is that the one you sent me, or is that a different one? No, that's a, there's a series. But but there are times they're relaxed when man's not around. You know, people think that's that's what I tried to get around, get across to people. This is not a far-flung thing that's way up in the Northwest. This is a real being. When you're not around, it's relaxed. It exists in the daytime. The sun shines on it. Okay. When the sun comes up on you, it comes up on them too. When it goes down on them, it goes down on on you too. Okay. They exist. It's just when you when they hear your conveyance half a mile away coming down the road, they know you're coming. You can find where they've been at the tracks, but you it is extremely difficult to get where they are. To so get next you, to them. If you went into that area on a regular basis for a course of a year, just you, because you know they're there, and you just are hanging out in the area and you're not doing any harm or anything, that you think that they would shift their positioning about you as a human being in their area? I've shifted. I, I was in the area since 2003 interacting with Sasha, and I've known little Sam his whole damn life. Okay, so they're not afraid of you. They're familiar with you. Yes, they are familiar with me. The okay, only so thing, the only thing is, is that little Sam got shot at. Okay, a road hunter, a road hunter shot at him, and I was in the area. I was actually set up on that, on that uh, trail that he resurfaced. I was in the ferns uphill from that with a, with my phone out, going to video him, and he gets shot at. This road hunter comes rolling down. And he just, he comes across that and gets shot. Okay, he takes off. You know, that made me guilty as a human. It took a couple of years to get him to come back around me again. But he still, it was still an education to him. You know, he'll still come around me. I've had him, actually, last time he was around me, 20 hours in the dark, me and my tracking partner. But he's, he's still very leery. Well, but I'm... That makes my brain go a certain direction there because that would mean that he wouldn't have a higher conscience availability to him. That means he would recognize you and know you're not a threat and recognize another and know it was a threat. Another well, human. Well, it's like his a deer, mother, like that. You, you raised a deer, you raised a wolf, or you raised a 
a bear, they kind of know you that you're safe to be around. They know that well, so and so are crows. You put a hat there's other there's a another there's other dynamics to this. There is. Okay. He was young. Okay, he was being mothered. After he gets shot, Sasha comes running up on a bluff on the other side of that damn road and, and screams bloody murder. The guy in the truck takes off. Um, little Sam does a yelp. I guess Sasha goes to him. My truck is visible when he gets shot. I left. Okay, to, to, to Sasha, I'm guilty. Okay. Now, when Bigfoot Sport come up there and we're come up here and we're trying to make contact with them and it was real hard to do, I actually got warned out that three knock, six knock, three knock was a warning to get the hell out of their area from my group that has known me all these years. We go back to camp within an hour, little Sam and, 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 and Big Sam are at my camp and you can ask uh, Scott Owens this, there's a two knock invitation and then they back another hundred yards back towards their area. There's another two knock invitation, and then he comes up just right there next camp and goes whoop. What's the two okay. knock represent to you? Two knock is an invitation. That's I how I, that. I don't know what that means. Tell me what that means. Bam bam. That's I'm here, and so should you be. Okay, so they're knocking, meaning you should be there, or they each of those. Uh, subjects should be there. Yeah, mutually should be there. Or it's okay. Um, Everything's fine, kind of thing, right? No, that's well, what I want to know. I, don't, I want to know if it, that it's fine with us who are the subjects, not just that Patrick happens to be in the environment, or does it mean just the opposite of that? That Patrick's in the environment, we're here, it's okay. Well, a single knock is is I'm here. Okay, I've learned that. A, a two knock is to a familiar person. I'm here and so should you be. Okay. If one comes up and does a two knock to you, that means they know you and they're inviting you to go out where they're at. Okay. So that's a two knock. Now I, I this is the two knock. I use single knock until I made contact with Sasha, you know, but I've also used two knocks to pull her in. So, that's that's one and two knocks in a nutshell. But you can talk to Scott Owens, and they came in do two did two series of two knocks and a whoop right at our camp, and and he said there's no way that Sasquatch. They could not chase us down and find us in this camp area and knock at us. I said these things track for a living. <laughs> they know they know where people live uh, sleep at when when they're up here. Okay, and they know my truck. And I know it's hard to wrap your head around, but that's the relationship I've had with these. It, it, which is your whole point of they uh, they actually observe us. Yeah, they, 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 they observe us. And I've always thought that. I'm like, they have to be very curious and observational of us. Up there yep. is a shared area. Okay, you have your domicile. They have theirs back in elevation. They have their place that is safe. It's their domicile. Everything else in there is a shared area. And when you're not in there, they're, they're in there using it. Okay? It's not like they don't know about you. 
they know they know all about you. They know how fast you are. They know what you do. They know your body language. And if you're going in there, you personally, they will know your scent. They'll know where you're going to, what trail you're going to go down to. They're going to, they know you get on this trail, you put your nose on the trail. This is what the average person does. They get there, they put the nose on the trail, they walk 200 yards in, they sit on their ass, drink a bottle of water, play with their phone, look for, for an animal to shoot, and then they pick their stuff back up, they leave it back in their conveyance, and they leave. And they know that, and they accept that. Okay, you're well studied. So how big of an area is that area you're talking about, that ridge area? The ridge? The Where winter home? Hang? The winter home, maybe 20, 20, 25 acres, 30 acres tops in that little area. And when you say their winter home, that's kind of where they go back to bed, I believe, or what do you think? Well, they, they have several – the way they use the land, they have – you know, they have a summer home they live at actually is on private land that I can't get to, but it's about a mile and a quarter down a major creek. Their winter home is three and a half miles away behind another creek in elevation, and that's where a lot of the pigs and deer and all that are. And so summer home is this way, and the winter home is this way. What's the, what's the distance, do you think, Patrick, between the two? About three and a half miles. You know, and because just just up from the creek of their summer home is a large opening, and there's a camp there, and that's where I knock out of at. Now, last time I was in there, little Sam was still in the summer home, even though it was winter. And I don't know if it's because he's gotten older and he's wanting a little more freedom, you know, because I know Sasha has a young female. I don't know if she pushed him to go stay there, but Sasha's still going into the winter home this winter, and little Sam was go was still in the little summer home. How did you figure that one out? Because when I knocked at him, he came from the summer home, and, and that was that was in the fall. That was in the fall. When you say he came from the summer home, uh, how do you know he came from the summer home? Because that's where he was yelling at from. So it's yeah. vocal. Yeah, little Sam likes to yell. Sasha likes to knock. Little Sam will knock on occasion, but he's a real subtle knock. Mostly he'll yell. Do I dare ask you what that sounds like? <laughs> Knowing your your disposition of not wanting to replicate what they might sound like. Oh, oh, you want to know what what little Sam sounds like? Yeah, 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 totally. Um. He'll he'll do a he'll do about a 13, 10 to thirteen second. He'll go, Arrgh! and that's him. And he'll do it twice, or maybe sometimes three times. Huh. Wow! As much it's way much louder than that. Okay, he is way louder than that. I can't come close to it. I, if I was outside and I took a deep breath and exhaled, I still couldn't. Right. I still can't. Yeah, you know? there's a there's a different projection going on well, with that. Well, he right? has a he has a bigger chest. Yeah, I can't push the volume that he yeah, pushes. So there, yeah, the air. The mm -hmm. I, it's like I always say, man. The scream I heard that one night it, it went on for twenty to thirty seconds. 
And so I, I immediately knew that has to be big lungs. That's not a fox. That ain't no coyote. Like, this is something that has lungs way bigger than mine. Like, isn't a that cow. Like, isn't that you like Kim, your girlfriend, when she's mad at you? Or that, you know. <laughs> well, there's a scene. There's a, there's a scene in Central Louisiana Expedition. I, I do a yell. And then this yell starts, and it goes and goes and goes. And I said, am I crazy or are we getting a response? And it keeps going and going and going and stops. And that's the same place we cast the tracks, that same place that I tracked one track, uh, run down a deer, get in a turning fight with it, and take the deer off. Where's so, those cast? Uh, where, where those casts you did for that? Christy Sci-Fi. There's pictures of the casts in my Facebook, and Christy Sci-Fi actually has the casts. Is that under your name, Patrick, or what's your Facebook page? Patrick Vaughn. V okay. The Patrick. I didn't know you had a. I didn't know you had a Facebook page. Oh, you're getting very international. <laughs> The Patrick Vaughn Chronicles. Oh, we love it. I'm gonna tell you right now. I did more <laughs> that show, and I did more than Finding Bigfoot did. Okay, we put more on audio and more on video than Finding Bigfoot did. Oh, I'm and, sure. And, and, I'm and sure. one in eleven months. Okay, I only tracked that show eleven months. And that's so, what we're looking for. <clears throat> so uh, I, I'm not sure what show you're talking about. Are you talking about a actual production? Uh, Big, I, tra I, I tracked for Bigfoot Explorer for 11 months. I'm, you know, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, what what um, platform is it on? It's on YouTube. Okay, so it's like a YouTube docu series, basically. Um, it was really. It was just a guy and a girl wanting to explore Bigfoot. And they were no kill, and they wanted to do expeditions. So I got with them, and I said, are you no kill? He said, yes. I said, do you want to do expeditions? I'm a tracker. He goes, yes. I, and I said, okay, I want to get these on film. And so we're tracking, and the very last episode, which was in southern Arkansas, my tracking partner and I are witnessing one walking through a field. The other ones are witnessing us witness this. The eye shine is out there, and the camera is shooting over the top of us, catching the eye shine out there as it walks through the field. That is more than finding Bigfoot ever got. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, that was that was. And we casted those tracks, and we casted the tracks of that individual too. So we got casted tracks of him, witnesses of him, witnesses of witnesses of him, and on camera. Yeah, right I shine. Yeah, it sucked because I'm standing there. I got a 40 caliber strapped to me. I got a Q beam in my pocket, and I'm at a loss of I'm looking at this big black image with red eyes walking around there. And my tracking partner's elbow me going, There it is. And I got a Q beam, and I don't even light him up. Yeah, okay. That, I don't even. Yeah. You're a terrible boy, you. You're going to get a spanking yeah. when you get home. You are well, hey. terrible. You are a terrible man. This is bullshit. 
<laughs> this is total bullshit. This is total bullshit. I don't understand yep. what you're talking yep. about. You're crazy, man. Yep. You're crazy, lady. You. Well, the thing is, I, I kicked myself all the way until the third week of August when I shied one at six feet with a Q-beam. I quit kicking myself because even at six feet, the Q-beam didn't show him up. All I saw was his damn eyes. So I quit kicking yeah. myself. We, we yeah. talked yeah. about that earlier. We we were trying to square that circle earlier, and it was an interesting discussion, you know. Uh, because everybody wants to leap to conclusions. Like, why would that be? Because, well, because they're supernatural, right? They're paranormal. That's why. Well, sometimes you run into something, and, you know, I, I run into this. I had all these questions. Well, then I had about 50% of them answered, and then that happened, and now I got... I got nothing again. I'm like, I got all these questions all over again. What is this thing? Because how come I can shine a light at six feet and it doesn't show up? It's just his eyes. You know, when I get up close to him, you can kind of see in the brightest spot, you know, some hair reflection, but it's not even showing a color. Okay. Why is that? So is your drinking? Yeah, I mean, I was, well, I was, I was sober. I was oh, sober. sure you were. That typical alcoholic phrase. I wish I'd been drinking. I didn't drink anything. <laughs> Alcohol does not make you hallucinate. No, that's not. True. It is not that's a psychotropic. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might, you know, make some, you know, people of the opposite set, sex look better, but you know, <laughs> that's a different podcast. Beer goggles. Yeah, that, I, yeah. <laughs> so I, at, I don't know what they, at least it leads to those coyote mornings where you you'd rather chew your arm off and open than wake her up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, aren't we being male chauvinists tonight? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, after midnight, all close her up. Yeah, I was gonna say I have to. I have to get going in thirteen minutes here. Just like you know, so okay, all right, we'll wrap it up. Uh, so as I don't know, a final thought, yeah. a final thought uh, related sorta to what we've been talking about all night. Um, what have we been talking I, about? Both. <laughs> UFO. Well, matter. Me, of course. Use uh, hat. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, but. I want to ask you guys just uh, like just uh, so we let's say we got about 10, 15 minutes here. Um, just just for fun, just for uh, shits and giggles, let's say, what would it take to bring one down? And I'll start with you, Gary. I don't know what it take, but I know what I'll mm -hmm. use. What's that? Everybody knows I'm 338 Winchester Magnum. <laughs> That's powerful round. I'm going to reach out at a mile if I can. I don't want to be anywhere near them. I'm thinking more like an A-10 Warthog or a, well, or yeah, a yeah, yeah. helicopter. No, thermal, seriously. thermal nuclear device. Yeah, of course. In a, in a, in a, seriously, in a strictly a defensive yeah, format. Let, let, yeah, let's say. Uh, 12 gauge, I agree with Patrick. 12 gauge say, slug staggered with double op buck. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, let's say like ten to twenty yards. Twelve gauge slug, staggered, staggered. double lot buck. Okay, Patrick. Is, is, so that's what you think, Patrick? Well, if it's defensive, are you hunting one? Defensive. 
I think uh, defensive. Yeah, defenses, defensive. I would have a a twelve gauge uh, platform semi-auto with expanding uh, slugs and large double up buck. Uh, I might even stagger some large steel shot behind that buck, just for the armor piercing uh, aspect of it. Uh, hunting one down, I would use a Phoenix. 4570 AR platform with a scope at about 600 yards. Wow. Jeez. Man. That's a shot right there, bro. This man's put some thought into this. Yeah. You you have to count for all kinds of windage and shit. Like, you need a spotter for that kind of shot. But, uh, yeah, what do you think, man? I would use bear mace. <laughs> in one situation and the other thing I would use is a 300 browning with one shot there you go for another situation so that's it that's all you need is those two I would use the bear mace because if you shoot a grizzly the grizzly can still kill you because it activates a different part of the brain I use the bear mace because it would activate a totally different survival mechanism in the grizzly to stop it at midstream immediately can't breathe. It's going primal. When Have it's going you primal? It can't attack you. It's no longer thinking about attacking. It's thinking about I'm dying. Go ahead, Patrick. I I I have carried bear mace and I read the instructions and the instructions scared the hell out of me. Yeah, well, you have you to read them. Really? You got yeah, a twenty-five uh, at the most, maybe twenty-five meter shot. It says it. it says wait till charging bears within twenty-five feet. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Wait. That means pull, pull Wait. it, and get it ready. Because it's a big know. canister. It's a big canister, like a small fire extinguisher. And yeah. you got to wait, and then aim at the face and squeeze. And I'm thinking, pray and pucker too. You know. Yeah. Well, the difference is again because it's only 25 feet. Bear mace activates differently than a bullet in your body. You've seen people who've shot uh, when you've seen terrible news videos of people being shot uh, by the police or something like that or, or vice versa the aggressor can still keep coming at you when you use bear mace it freezes the whole mechanism of its survival system so it has a tendency to fall and fold whereas if you're shooting at it and it's still in primal i've got to kill this thing it's over it's not feeling any of its systems it just keeps charging at you and so you don't have you don't have the time to do that. And we have a guy on our team that dropped a bear attacking in microseconds. I think I said 10 seconds, but it was microseconds. This thing was coming to kill us or kill him. And uh, he, he automatically instinctually responded. The thing was dead or the stick fell on him. Imagine having a fucking 500 pound black bear falling on you and you still feel the warmth of the body and the yeah. last breath coming out of its body. I mean that was a lucky shot, but he was he was solid, and that's the kind of people mm -hmm. you need in the bush. You know, that's what I liked about hearing your story, Patrick, is you have a bit of bush sense to you, so I don't have to explain things to you. You kind of know intuitively what I'm what I'm trying to share with you. You know, so yeah. and, and that's what drives me nuts about a lot of people online who mean well, but they don't have that intuitive sense of being in the bush. So it's true. It's it's not helpful for me because I have to bring them up either to my standard of understanding what I'm talking about 
And it's, I don't want to do that. I don't have any time. I'm 57. I can't even do my bloody yard work. You, know? <laughs> you got a lower back right. problem. Yeah. Last right. week, it feels like I should be walking with a granny walker. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I might look young and spry online, but I'll tell you, sitting here, I'll be in pain tomorrow and I have to work tomorrow morning. So. <laughs> Fair enough, Leon. Fair enough. That's, that's uh, all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Um, I would say um, for me personally, uh, it would be a, a, a Barrett, Barrett 50 cal with a red dot. That's, that, that's going to kill anything that's living on this planet. Like giraffe, elephant, Sasquatch, moose, Barrett 50 cal, boom, done. You're done. So, yeah, tw you know, 10, 20 yards. So, so if a Sasquatch can survive that, mm, there's something going on that you <laughs> yeah, don't know about. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, guys, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for being here tonight. Uh, Gary, uh, fucking loved watching you hold the guitar in your hand and noodle around, do some editing <laughs> <and> riffs. <laughs> like that added a whole new dynamic. I you said it was impromptu, and I was long overdue. I hadn't played in a couple of days. So. Well, you know what? We might do it. We let, hey, let's do a me, uh, music podcast. Yeah, we, we've been thinking about a music show. Yeah, and uh, we'll do it on a closing time with Pat. Closing time, right? <laughs> like <the song. laughs> so yeah, thanks, guys. Patrick, uh, Leon, man, it was a uh, it was very good discussion tonight. Got a little, we we almost we almost got into a debate once or twice. I kind of like that. I think I'm going to start a debate series. So. I have a music request. Okay. All right. Go for it. I want to hear uh, "How Much Were Your Wings" by Black Crows. <laughs> oh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> Good one, man. Who's the Black Crows? <laughs> like, he just busted, like... Yeah. Did he just say what I, I think he said? And I knew it. I just... <laughs> Did he just say what I think he said? Who's the Black Crows? Yeah, like, I mean, that's... that's like, corner, who's she? He, he just pulled that one from right out here, like, <laughs> boom. Yeah. I think that's like Albert King and B.B. King and <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan. I think it's like, uh, I think it's like B E G, maybe B E F, maybe. I I'll probably figure it out if I if I find yeah. it. Uh, send that. Send me the name of the song, Patrick, and I bet you I can figure it out. I, I actually uh, shared it on my on my feed. There's an echo. Spooky ghost stuff. Electronics and Sasquatch. Someone hacked me. <laughs> mm -hmm. It might actually be my system. I got my guitar looped through the mixer. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that song is on my newsfeed. If you want to look on my news, on my. Okay. It. I'm trying to think who the Black Crows is. The Black that's Crows. I'm the thinking. Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, 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 who do I'm not play? singing it. Oh yeah, sing it. I'll back up. I'll I'm not singing it. You'll do backup. I'll do backup. <laughs> you start singing it. Okay. How much for your wings? A weem away. A weem away. Oh, come on now. Where's my backup? Yeah, Pat, 
Pat tagged me. Pat tagged me in a jungle thing. I've seen it, <laughs> and I'm like, "Wow, really? <laughs> nice." Yeah, yeah. You set yourself up for that, though, Patrick, because when I had to go inside, I was dogs, and you were doing that song. It was back, hilarious, dude. I was, I was so elevated at one point that, and I and I go to music. Music is kind of my thing to help, and so I'm like, I start singing a song in my head, and then I start singing it out loud. What? myself down what was so funny is the way you did it though i mean you're like sitting there and you're just kind of looking off into space and then you you drink your bottle, and then you open it up you take a drink and then it's like just as calm as can be it's like a weem away a weem away and then you tell me not to use it and i'm like oh hell yeah what made my wheels spin was like why was that song in your head yes like where, because, like, where did you pick song. that up because music soothes the savage beast yes. and we were talking about beasts and so and so the natural the natural one was 20 years bro you know uh yeah the, the natural song went to my head was uh you know in the jungle so huh interesting you know the lion sleeps at night so <laughs> you know of all the things that i would probably be singing if i was sitting there by myself would probably be uh like something like garth brooks or something you come I know, right yeah freaking lion king you know i know or you might get some like guilty pleasure weird song out of me everybody goes <laughs> yeah why is pat singing adele right? <laughs> <laughs> you know like well, there was a guy who is who who came down from Mount Everest and was dying, and he kept hearing Boney M playing his brain. There's a brown girl in the ring, tra la la la. And he said, "I hated Boney M. I couldn't stand that song, but it kept his brain active to go and keep moving through the snow because he was becoming uh, hyperthermic mm. and to actually get back to the base camp so he didn't die on Everest. It was an amazing story. I mean, but he, he just harped on it. He says, I hate, I hate that yeah, song. I don't know why I would get it. But it's crazy, dude. Yeah. But so imagine that. Like, I'm going to brown yeah. girl in the ring. <laughs> Out of all the songs my brain needs during death, that's the yeah. one it comes up with. Like, really? How about some ABBA, maybe? I don't know. Wow. Cheesy. <laughs> I don't care. But that is nuts. Anyways. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I, I guess I'll shut it down. Like, we didn't even get to talk about Flat Earth tonight. Like, I, I'm just that dying to talk it. about Flat Earth. You know, week. you know the weirdest thing about this whole night? What? Your hair. We have anything. You know, usually yeah. when we start winding down a show, the members start dropping off. It's like escalates when we get ready to shut it down. You know, it's like yeah, uh, the yeah, the numbers. Is, that's the weirdest thing. I mean, like usually it's like okay, we're gonna leave, guys, and they start dropping off. And uh, like on my our show earlier, it was like they was picking up. It was like, man, I can't shut it down. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna start my shows off like that tonight. Like late, like uh, uh, next time. Sing, singing, yeah. late. Just start off singing. Friday nights. No, I'm, I'm gonna start. It, I'm gonna start the show off going. All right, guys, welcome to Squatch Talk. We're about to shut it down. Viewership is up. You could use uh, you could use Gary as like uh, 
your sidekick musician band that's always to the right, yeah. like Stephen Colbert and right. our late night. That's, a, that's yeah. an idea, man. You could be over in the back hey, there. closing time, right? Put on, put on my sunglasses and be like yeah. sitting in, like a, what was it, Jay Leno, where he's always talking to him across the, the mic. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> Jimmy Campbell, all, all those guys up there. Yeah, we can do that for closing time. Shoot, yeah, man. Be like the, like the bar room, you know, player. Okay. I, I've got a, a crazy deal, man. I uh, The wife's birthday is Sunday, but we always go to a re- local restaurant here in town talking about music and bars and called Monterey Jack's. And there's this older, you know, he's in his 70s, but a Hispanic individual, a guy that plays guitar in there, and he plays a lot of... Uh, you know, older stuff like he, like a Santana and Eric Clapton, even like stuff as far back as Eric Clapton, Clapton with uh, Cream. And uh, I was talking to him one day, and he's helped me. He said he wants to set up my guitar and stuff and all this. But I uh, got to talking to him one day, and uh, a friend of mine came in that's known him for like 10 years. The guy actually played rhythm guitar for Santana for 10 years in California. And right. this guy... Uh, yeah. This guy is in the middle of Oklahoma. I'm like, how do you go from being in Los Angeles, California, playing with one of the best to playing in a little restaurant in Oklahoma? You know, it's like the stories, this guy, if you could get him to tell. Oh, dude, I got stories. I mean, I've been on, I've been on that roller coaster ride, bro. (laughs) I've, I I went, I mean, I've, I've played in front of thousands of people. I, you know, I couldn't attract an audience of uh, of ten right now. You know, so I, it, yeah, you're you're right. It's weird. You know, we yeah. talked about that the other night, Pat. You know how when you're playing on stage, you got the spotlights in front of you, so there's kind of a disassociation there. You know, you can you can put them out there. I, I can say I've played in front of a few thousand myself, but when like this, it's more intimate. You know, it's more like you're actually facing people. I stuff. prefer that. I prefer that, but that's a different podcast, bro. And in answer to right. Strange Land's question, yeah, I can actually play it, but I've I had to put it down for sixteen years because I had a neck injury and lost the feeling in my hands, and I just picked the guitar back up like three weeks ago. And, and, and you and you need hat. We all need hats, just like that. We can come on with them on and the dark glasses. Hey, yeah, I usually wear the hilt. I usually wear the straw hat too, like Pascal. Mine's yeah, I, got, I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to look like a Bigfoot researcher. Yeah. You look like someone selling coke on the street of I don't know Las Vegas. <laughs> Does that help? Glasses <laughs> 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 on in the middle of the night. What time is it he's there? It's like he's a Hollywood in the morning. <laughs> he's a Hollywood there? pimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for you to be right down there in the street lights and Pat's going to be my manager. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah. I'm just I, I'm just wearing the the goofy swag tonight, man. No big deal. I like it. I like the hat. I like it too. I don't think it's goofy. It's kind of no. the, the Toby Keith trucker. Sort of, yeah. yeah. This is exactly how I look when I'm riding a horse. When when whenever that happens, not very often. But yeah, I'm riding a horse like you're riding a horse a letter, dear horsey. I miss right. you so much. Like I'm riding or riding. I'm very specific, you guys. Ray needs very precise information. 
process. I can't move forward. I'll be up all night wondering about that. <laughs> you mean like writing, like writing a letter. Writing. <laughs> he was, uh, it was after some unbridled passion. Oh, oh good yeah, one. Um, There's a good one. That was, that was witty. <laughs> how much longer is this going to get? Like people are watching this. It's right your show. So it's staying consistent, man. We got 10, we've had 10 and 11, 12 the whole time. You still got 10. <laughs> It's somebody, somebody had just <laughs> had your had the fucking is that the is that the uh, the southern American the southeastern American variant of the uh, the North American kangaroo the kangaroo Pat you have to get a kangaroo emblem and stick it on a hat okay right dead center yeah I'm I'm never I'm never gonna live that one down. <laughs> Like that's amazing that that is what stuck to me. Well, you can I'm thank like, your musical wonder there because he kept it going and going, and now it's stuck on all of us. <laughs> okay, I have a Sasquatch inquiry question. Sure, go for it. I got this two days ago. I was watching a documentary about human beings and why we have left hand and right hand human beings, and where the origin of that showed up in the primal tree. Mm -hmm. or pr for primates right. human beings are the only primates that have left hand or right hand 10% of the population has left hand and the reason why we have right hand is so that when we had leather and sh like uh, hides we can put it in our teeth <clears throat> and pull it to our right 90% of all the hand paintings you see that are on rock walls they're all uh, left hands meaning they use the right hand to, to go <clears throat> With the, with the uh, pigment. Mm -hmm. um, so the question would be, I wonder if we could find out if there's anything out there that gives any data on whether or not there's any that are left-handed or right-handed, because that would tell us some very important brain development. Yeah. There's my interesting thought for that Sasquatch. That, no, that's I I have, it is. Again, it goes, it goes back to observation. I mean, who, who gets to see a Sasquatch do anything anything with their freaking hands not many uh, people now me and patrick did have a conversation about this and we did i did come across a trail where all the left you could literally tell i and it wasn't the left-handed twist if if you wanted to say that that evidence was a sasquatch the left-handed twist was twisted this direction and the right-handed twist was twisting this direction so it's like when he was coming through he was twisting both directions, but when he went back out, it was coming back the other way. I, I, you know, you can't. That's interesting. Yeah, you can't say that that would be until we actually see one doing it, you know. But, uh, you know, we have seen evidence of different, you know, different twist patterns in on trail markers. You know, Patrick, you remember that conversation we had. Mm -hmm. But uh, other than that, I don't. I don't know of any reports or anything. You know, now you got me curious. Well, you'd have to go through a lot of the old stuff and, and look for that information directly. So, yeah, it threw a rock. I noticed it threw with the right arm. It threw with the right arm. It threw with the, it picked up with the right arm. It grabbed that thing with right arm. Whatever the report was, it right? Just yeah, you didn't try to analyze it, over analyze it, but just get I a like it. You're right. Whether or not you got a left-handed one that shows up there, it was carrying it oh. in its left. <clears throat> For some okay, reason, I'm gonna follow that up with a question. What is the significance in left and right-handed? Uh, left-handed. I have to go back and I've just got onto this idea, so I'm still 
And okay. So, well, yeah. we can do that on my show because I'm curious too. Because you know, the wife's <laughs> left-handed, I'm right-handed, and we have. To, and I've noticed that a lot of left-handed people, a lot of the times, are that I've known are more analytical. Left-handed people are usually presidents of the United States. You know, really? I that we've had more left-handed. Really? Yeah, check that out. Um, well, there's a, there's a, sorry, Patrick, I'll just try this a little bit. Go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, the idea about left-handedness is it's a part of the evolutionary process because it's non-predictable. So if you watch fighting, uh, UFC or anything like that, you'll notice that the left-hand paw is a tricky one because subconsciously we're always to the right as most 90% of the population. So you're dealing with someone from the left, you have no predictable pattern in your brain to know what it's like to be hit by the left until you have your first fight with a lefty. And then that that's the first time, but you've had a lifetime of righties. So you're so prone to being opened in that zone when you're dealing with right. that. And so sense. what that does is provide maybe some form of additional adaptation in their capacity for existing, because they're still here to this day. Right. This is like we're talking yeah. over 200,000 years and yeah. 200,000 years. Yeah. The lefties are still present today. So there must be some significance above that. And uh, yeah. the let me stuff. let me throw something else at you. Why is it well, that you, carry, you have to ask me, please, carry heavy loads <laughs> with your offhand? Uh, what was that? Why do we as a species 90 percent of the time carry a heavy load with our offhand? If you're right-handed, you carry the heavy load with your left hand. If you're left-handed, you carry the heavy load with your right hand. Because you balance, with, you balance with your right and you control with your left. Or, sorry, you balance with your left and you control with your right in case the balance on your left is out of sorts. Okay, so I'm an anom anomaly then because I, um, I, I favor loads with my right hand. I'm right-handed and yeah. I, I favor carrying a load with my yeah, right you hand. You are because I, I carry with my left. Well, you got to slow down a bit here too, because people are. I know. I know, Patrick. I can see you there, man. You're almost having a seizure. It's not that you're not going to be invited in. So I'll kind of say this, and then I'll move it over towards you. So you can't. You know, it's not that specific. It depends on the personality. Depends on your life experiences and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So if your right hand is usually also stronger over a lifetime, being prone to using your right hand, your bones and your muscles are stronger. When you have a heavier lift, you're going to grab your right hand. If both of them are equal, like Gary's might be equal, I'm not sure, uh, but he might favor it too. Because did you always do that, or was it after when your incident? I'll tell you when mine happened after the military. I always right. keep my right hand open, so I'm grab my weapon. There you go. Yeah. Well, Patrick, you finally get the floor, my friend. Take it away, all right. Whatever you. All need. right. An observation, and also a picture of observation. Sasha uses her left hand to grasp a sapling and step down into a creek. Interesting. What does that say? Well, wait mm. a second. When she's grabbing it, she's going down an embankment. She's grabbing a left. She's grabbing a sapling with the left hand, yeah. and her left hand is sliding down and around as she's stepping into a creek. Um, yeah. so left hand again is about control. Right hand is about balance. So she's grabbing the left hand of the tree. Think of it yourself. Think of the times you've gone down a bank. You grab, a, there's no tree on the right, say, so we have to stick to the left. So you grab a tree to your left for the. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. There's a creek running. She could have went on either side of that creek. 
on other side, other side of that. Well, side. I, look, Patrick, I don't. I'm not there, man. I can't see the environment. I know. I, I know. I'm, exp idea. I'm explaining. I'm explaining. I'm explaining so you could further analyze better. Oh, okay. okay. There, there's a creek. There's a creek here, sapling. Now you have a choice: left side or right side of this sapling. Where is she, she located from the creek? So are you her, and the creek is in front of her? Is that what you're suggesting? All right. This is the sapling. The okay. creek is right in front. Okay. All right. It's my keyboard. She is grabbing this, from and her hand are, is from where you are moving forward this way. Right? Moving forward, and okay. she's slipping. Now there's creek on this side too, but she chose to to cross on this side with her left hand on the sapling, sliding around and stepping down into the creek. Okay. Now also, a left-handed person is usually left foot dominant. A right-handed person usually left uh, is right. Not necessarily. I yeah. still, I, I would still suggest to you that what that is is about. You move to the left. She's prone to the left for balance. Now, right. what does that say? Is what I'm asking. Well, you didn't say that at the beginning. You got me on this other rabbit trail. <laughs> well, I'm wanting you to you know all of it. You remember, I'm retarded. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking a whole situation and pushing it your way, and I'm saying, <laughs> what do you think yeah. about it? Yeah. Well, because when I when I when I see that systematically in a system, uh, any kind of biological system, the the mechanics is left for grounding, uh, right for balance, going across the creek. She could have went to the right side as you suggested, but why did she choose the left side? If she would have chose the right side, it would have been the thinking process. It would have been an automatic process to her because that's her habit that she has now in her system. Always go to the right side. Uh, she grabbed the left side, which tells me it's about keeping herself in control and the right side's available to keep her in balance. The same way if I have a package and I want to keep it in balance, but the weight's up here. If my primary control hand is controlling a mass, I can't control the mass. That's why you have your primary hand. Your primary hand is to balance it, reshift it if you have to, uh, and all that. And then that's why you, it's a, kind of a layered thought process. In it. But so... So that suggests she's either right-handed right or ambidextrous. Well, it, or also, suggests, it also suggests something else. Mm. It also suggests mm. that she's pre-thinking and analyzing. Because an animal doesn't mm. go and grab things. You know, a bear might go and grab a fish. A bear might use its paw for something. But when she's looking at you don't see a bear grabbing a uh, a tree limb or something to balance itself as it goes down inside of something. And, and yeah, the mechanics are different. I get it. The motor schools are different. I get the, the physiological differences. But when you're looking at something that's upright, that's having to analyze things, and for her to automatically go to that, that's, I'm, I'm not even saying this is factual. I'm just saying when I look at that pattern that you shared with me, that's what that pattern suggests is she, she she's not just going down the bloody hill across the creek which she could have done she chose to get balance first and then she went to, uh, or to control first and then to balancing then go down that's very slow systematic way of when you're looking at behavior in any kind of animal i don't know another animal i think tell me one other animal that would do that maybe a, a, a gorilla would do that a chimp would do that 
Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Gibbons Gibbons would do that. Gibbons Gibbons are uh, completely ambidextrous. They don't seem to favor anything. Because they're always hanging on things, too, and they're swinging on things. The use use of the environment to Mm -hmm. balance. I was just hoping that lends something that we could Gleam some information on what right hand lit or what well, hand it will. It will. I mean, I, like I said, I only thought. Yeah, I it's interesting. On this two days ago, that's why I thought I'd throw it out to you guys. That was only two days ago. I mean, that's what I like is you get yeah. to look at these curious kind of things. You you let your body process it. You you be curious about it. You check out stuff about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something there that's neat. You know, uh, I mean, I the way I look at behavior is behavior tells us how they think. So if they can hold their breath underwater, I know they have the capacity for language. Because in order to hold your breath underwater, you have to think about holding my breath underwater or you will drown. Because <laughs> I have to get out of the water to breathe, right? Mm. Uh, not, that's, right. Not, that's not primal. That's not instinctual because animals will do that before they drown, of course. What I'm talking about is I'm going to go under the water so these these hunters who are shooting ducks out here by uh, Kamloops, uh, can't see me. I'm going to swim towards them and they come up where their decoys are. So that's thought. That's control. Which mm. also means maybe, maybe, don't know yet. Here a lot of people claim it. They might be able to have vocalizations in regards to some language formation or communication capacity. So that tells me they're they're above what a bear would be. Uh, now also, not to, not to stop you, but some more pertinent okay. information. In uh, an encounter where I got growled at, uh, the big male that growled at me had his left hand on a sapling and a foot, one foot down in the creek and one foot on the bank with his head low growling at me. Right. I don't know if that helps. Well, yeah, it does because that's anchoring again. I know what I know. Left hand on tree. And I'm looking down. At, you notice how my head's looking down? I didn't mm-hmm. think about doing that before I did that. My that's that's primal. That's body language. I'm literally looking down on you. In other words, mm-hmm. I'm looking down at you, but I'm looking straight at you. Mm-hmm. So that's what he was I'm, doing. You know what I'm saying? So when you're looking at that again, this is what bothers me. If I put a bullet in one, am I going to see conscience availability in it? That tells me it's consciously available to itself. That bothers me. I, I, I don't buy and I have to kill things. Matter of fact, I can't kill things as readily as I used to be able to kill things when I was younger. Because I understand that's, that. That's the majestic side of it. Now, I'm not saying they're majestic. Uh, I'm more interested in finding out whether or not they're consciously available. In other words, when I look at them, they look and they recognize me as something that's unique. Not like a black bear when it stared me to the back of my skull, stared me down. I don't know how Davy Crockett did that. <laughs> stared that one of them down. I've had him stare me right down to the back of my skull, man. And I was a little childish little girl wanting to run away. So uh, I get that zone. Um, but if I'm looking at them, that's why for me, the ideal encounter would be I just need to see their eyes. That's the only thing. As soon as I see their eyes, it's going to tell me a shitload of information for a guy that's trained in what I'm trained in. I wish you could have been in my shoes. Well, well, part of it yeah. would be to explore both your guys' well, stories more. Well, Gary, I mean, Gary reached for his gun, Leon. I mean, no, I know. I, I, like, he I, reached, I he reached for his gun, and you're 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 talking to three guys who have pointed guns at human beings. Okay, so all I've been all, sh- okay, man. I've been yeah. shot and stabbed. <laughs> so don't talk to me about that. 
I, no, got shot just... in, I got shot in the shin with a pelican when I was 13. Yeah. <laughs> and I got stabbed right here. I got stabbed yeah. right here when I was climbing up on an old patio and there was a nail sticking out that was rusty and it cut me inside of my chest. <laughs> no, don't talk to me about being tough and rugged. No, 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 we're not talking about being tough and rugged. Oh, we're just, oh I'm sorry. We're, 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 we're talking about, we're, we're, we're talking about like, you know, we, we've, we've uh, pointed the barrels of guns at human beings. So Sasquatch is like, it, it doesn't, we don't care what they look like humans or not. If it's, if it's a threat, it's a threat. It's not a threat though. You don't know it's a threat. Most animals are not a threat. 90% of animals are not a threat unless we're doing stupid things around them. You know, I agree. I agree with that. Towards that. So yeah. don't don't project onto these things or any animal yeah. as if they're a threat. I mean, honestly, if this thing was aggressive, when I'd have reached for that that gun, he would have defended himself. You both would be deader than sticks right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Ripped apart, yeah. shredded your head and plucked off your neck. Uh, now here we go. Now I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. No, Just Patrick so. sending me the message about it reaching up and grabbing the door handle. Yeah, well, hey, I retracted that picture. It, it doesn't matter. Both you guys are alive. That tells you that neither no neither no. Do no. Speaking of which, you asshole, he posted a picture of a Sasquatch looking through the window. I retracted it. I didn't know it bothered. It's just something I threw out there. I can't remember so, what I said. Just about what you said then. No, no, nobody <laughs> has a picture of a Sasquatch when you throw a window. So no, no, I, I do, I do, I but I won't it. post it. Yeah, I seen one earlier today. I don't think it was yours, Patrick. Though I thought it was. From yeah, somebody. it was his. What was it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was like right there, you know, and uh, and I didn't think about it. It was someone else's page. I saved it and shared it. It was a cool pic, and then I get him. I'm like, oh, crap, it bothered him. And I know how that feels because I just now started sleeping again. And so I'm like, I retracted it. I'm not going to keep him awake. Oh, I'm on, I'm done going to be awake now. Now I'm looking at the mirror by, uh, the window behind me. I've At been watching that mirror the whole time. I haven't seen a shadow. I saw one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's probably, probably just your dad. <laughs> what was bad, the other night I was in here editing. Matter of fact, I was editing you two shows, the uh, Leon and Patrick, and my neighbors. We got some new guys that moved in over here that are in their thirties, two brothers and their mom, and uh, they came up, and I'm sitting here doing like this, and I just happened to glance up, and they're both standing in the window like this. Oh, really? <laughs> I literally had my 45 underneath my desk here. I've got it on a magnet, you know, and I almost spun around. Dude. And when I did, I seen them. I was like, holy crap. And then when I told them, they was like, ooh, we better not do that again. Because they're from that area. What's funny is these these two, my neighbors are from about 10 miles where I had my siding. And you can't be from that area and not think of Bigfoot. You know, it's it just comes with the territory. Just do what I do. A wee and and a wee No, no, no. A wee 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 Do what I do. We, and four, just, can we get a four-part harmony going here? Oh, <laughs> a wee -ma, a wee um, I can make fart noises if that's assisting in any way. <laughs> well, I really boiled it down to it was and and it was unavoidable what happens with Gary and myself. 
with their population yeah. growing. Uh, population yeah. growing. We're out there in the bush. It was. It really was unavoidable for that to well, happen. It had to happen to someone. There's a factor in there. Too, you know, and and this is a to me a, a, a very. I thought we was gonna shut this thing down, but here we go again. Uh, I think skill set is another factor in that knowing what terrains to go to knowing the behaviors uh, or learning the, or gleaming the behaviors that they do and putting yourself in the right position at the right mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and they're like, what has to do is get 20 people. If yeah. you're pretty solid with what you're saying, Patrick, and that is that area that you're in, there's no reason we can't get them on film. Would you be interested in getting 20 people that are qualified? Half of those mm-hmm. being, uh, my, I, I I'm not sure. I can't I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Define I can't shut earlier. I ain't doing it now. My only concern, knowing the spe- knowing the those animals in this area, I'm afraid that if you put 20 people that aggressively in those woods, one of two things is going to happen. They're going to fade away and be gone, or they're going to get aggressive and come at you. Well, I don't think you, first of all, you do what you just suggested. I would never suggest that, of course. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But what I would suggest to do is make the camp far enough away where you would have to go in in a very um, systematic way and very rare way. Yeah. Okay, I well, got it. And in talking- that rare way, meaning that you're in there and out of there like a lightning splash, a mm-hmm. lightning flash. And so by the time you're done that area, especially if it's a 30-acre area, that perimeter is already monitored. Then you wait. Okay. After you, after you wait just for the first boundary parameter to see whether or not something's coming in there, that's roughly the height we're looking for. So anywhere between, we'll say, four and a half feet to higher. Uh, and, and that gets triggers the sensors so we know exactly where they may be coming in. And we'll also know whether there's more than one of them because every time one comes through it, it'll go beep, beep, beep. So we'll know what we're looking for. We're not trying to let them know we're looking at them. That's the key part. That's the wisdom yeah. part. How do you do it so they don't know that we're actually watching them? I'll be if right back. Watch us. We can watch them. And that's the first thing you do. This idea about doing this quick, this will never be quick. That's the problem with the Bigfoot online scene is everyone wants it to be so they, fast. That's why they start projecting. They want to gobble it up now, right yeah. now. Yeah. And, and, and that's not going to happen. Yeah, and no species being discovered. I mean, even if you look at Jane Goodall, she's uh, – did research right up till she kind of stopped doing the research because she physically couldn't do it so it's not like it's not decades it is decades once we find out how to find them first of all then it's going to be decades of understanding well, oh. uh you know roger patterson and bill Gim- gimlin uh found them so that was 50 plus years ago you know yeah so so what's your point there is is that you know that happened fifty plus years ago? That's yeah, but people aren't the problem. Yeah, you got to be fair about it, Pat. People online. Well, I am. Well, I wait, am. wait, wait. Slow down. I'm not being offensive or negative to you, buddy. Um, oh, okay. I am being fair, though. Okay, no, no. I'm saying you're not being fair. I just wanted to slow it down a little bit. Remember, when we all came online, what sucked about what we came online is after we were online for a while, we realized the narrative isn't even close to being helpful at all zero and and we yeah, follow yeah, I agree. That had high subscribers and all that you know you feel yeah. on this lots uh but it's not helpful for the people who are really trying to figure out this whole situation and that documentary just did that snake oil documentary you know the guy who did that the producer of that he was just absolutely burned by the bigfoot community which gave him the energy to come after not just the bigfoot community but the whole you know 
uh, ghost stuff, paranormal stuff, all that kind of stuff in the stock. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and he has a right to feel that way because it did happen to him. And I know it did happen to him because it also happened to me and it happened to a lot of people else that I know. So the idea about moving forward in all this idea or in this whole topic is, look, it's something has to leave tracks. That means something's there. The next part is what is there and how can we focus on finding tracks and being educated about tracks so that we can move forward in this. I don't know why people wouldn't want to look for tracks. That's like, you know, that's like, uh, I'm walking through the forest and there's all these cookies and they're placed out every seven meters <laughs> apart. And they take me to a beautiful place that has, it's all made of cookie stuff. This is great. I mean, that's what tracks are, <laughs> if you know what you're well, looking for. And, you, and we have these other allies called dogs, and dogs are awesome. And dogs will teach us things and, and make us aware of the environment a lot quicker than we are uh, trained to do that. And we can learn from those dogs. So I don't get the I don't get this impression, you know, the idea about what I see uh, or look for a Sasquatch, it's not to be intrusive. The idea is to have the wisdom to do it so it's non-intrusive so they don't know that we're doing it. Technology will make us be able to do that. I'm sorry if people don't understand what I mean when I'm trying to unfold that for them. But the bottom line is the technology that's coming up and that's on the horizon coming up is brilliant stuff. You don't have to be there. You don't have to be on site. You're not trying to. I agree. You, you don't, you're not trying to go in there and get the money shot. You get it. Great. It's more like he's some bozo who's not even interested in Sasquatch. Some goonball thong wearing guy in his basement 700 pounds that's the troll on all of our sites is going to probably bounce into one accidentally and he'll be the hero of the day right <laughs> and the rest of us will no you're right about technology like that is that is absolutely a factor and and so that being said to my own point is that technology has advanced since Patterson Gimlin film where I mean maybe maybe those guys those two guys just got lucky as hell doing what doing what they were doing I mean they were out there for two weeks well I so, think they were lucky because first yeah. of all they didn't have the active activity in the forest that we have today right <laughs> and, and I mean yeah, there's I'm, a lot of I'm over 50 here and I know you just turned 49 I think I'm not yeah. sure where you guys stand in this whole age thing but back in those days if human beings weren't in the forest like they are now chronically for the last 50 well what is it, 67 the film was taken so you got like say 25 years there then you got another 22 years added on top of that or 21 years for right now and when you're looking at that amount of time that's happened it's pretty you know i mean just look at how when you went when you're a kid and you grew up and you go back in your hometown and it's like exploded the size of it's exploded in regards to population yeah, it, was, it was way different back then yeah. yeah and so back then when you it's kind of like if i walk in a forest and a deer's never seen a leon before or a human before he's gonna look at me as a threat because he has no reference point in his brain to go to as being a threat and so he'll look at me at curiosity maybe a little maybe a little suspiciousness nervousness not suspiciousness but nervousness to him until he, he he realizes there's no threat here. Now he'll just kind of hang around for a while, unless he do a quick motion maybe and he'll pounce, pounce off. But uh, in most cases, if any animal hasn't seen anybody as a human being as a threat, they don't view you as a threat because they have no reference point to go to for that. So when it goes into an area of 
Sasquatches, if I came across Sasquatches and knew they were in an area, the first thing I would do is try to, well, study them from a distance. And secondly, try to somehow make a contact as if Patrick was talking. Go ahead, Patrick. Well, <clears throat> I had an experiment that was set up to do, but never was done. And it's called knock game. It's called and what? Knock game. Knock game. Okay. It's going into an area where you know they're they're within a mile, and having two people fifty yards apart in kind of a cleared, you know, semi-cleared, uh, semi-brush cleared forest, and knocking on trees and hiding from each other, and chasing each other in a circle, knocking. You know, using just a single knock. You know, one person do a knock, another person do a knock, and attract them to come in and see these guys are using our communications and they're playing a game. Okay? That's going to have curiosity to them. They're going to come in close. And right. and, and and in my area, little Sam, he'd probably join in. <laughs> well, you can put yourself at risk on that one. Where my brain goes to is – if you're going making knocks and they think you're another, I would say, troop, and like in the chimpanzees or the other primates' worlds, and they know that you're coming in, they might not view you as curiosity. They might view you as threat. <laughs> I'm not saying that's the case there, by the way, Patrick. I just I mean, was watching something to consider, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I've considered. I'm I'm, that's a, that's a I've considered right. all the. I've considered all the. Uh, you know what you're talking about. But in my area, I know them. Well, yeah, so, I don't know your area. So. Okay. So, but, you know, if you, if you have an area that they're familiar with you, you know, you might could be able to – someone might be able to do that. I'm well, sorry to say, well, but if I'm running in a circle hitting trees and one of these things comes running in carrying a stick, I'm running the opposite direction. Probably <laughs> don't have a brown spot in my pants. And a trail of it behind me. He'll be able to track me real easy just by the smell. <laughs> yeah, well, well I, I think that's the key part. Even after you shit your pants, you're going to listen. I, you were in the service, man. I don't have to tell you about this. You shit your pants, you have to still stand your ground or you should be dead. <laughs> you do. Yeah? You 100%, do. man. You shit your pants, doesn't matter. You shit or pissed your pants. Sorry for well, the viewers. Well, the, scenario, the scenario I had set up was a 360 camera. Okay, and then one person sitting next to 360 camera, which would have been Christy Sci-Fi, and she's clapping and smiling and, and like she's having fun. And the other person in the team and myself would have these small tomahawk handles, and we would whack the trees and chase each other a little bit, you know, and, and make a game out of it. And, of course, little Sam was smaller then. He was certainly curious. This is before he was shot. He would have came in, I believe. But the person was never comfortable enough to do that scenario, so that it was never done. Well, there's another angle I would take. I don't. I think your angle is an interesting one that I would probably reflect on myself. So don't take this as a negative. But the other one I was thought about this a few years ago was, you know, how they come and they push you out of an area. I thought by doing the same thing, if it was manageable terrain to do it. So in other words, you had them in a not in a box, but you had them in a way where they would have to retreat a certain way. And the idea would be is, yeah, you actually go through the forest with a group of people 
and you, you, you know, you know, banging sticks, like you're trying to get rid of a tiger or a lion out, out of the forest kind of thing, but you're just moving through the forest all the same direction. So they would take their exit that they would have to do. So you'd have to go and go Google pro earth and see the area you're in and see what exits they might take. And it's those exits that you would set up <clears throat> all your sensors. Mm -hmm. So that when they go through it, because they're going to be more worried about us coming this direction, by the time they hit the sensors, they're still not going to be thinking about the sensors over here. They're going to be thinking yeah. about us moving forward. And, and again, it's non-intrusive, but it, uh, actually uh, you could have a couple of layers of it again. So you can see which way their direction. I mean, the more layers you're going to have of those sensors, and, you know, and they use them all the time in, um, they've been around for a long, long time. I, oh, I had it earlier there. I can't remember right now. It'll come back to me. Uh, but the more sensors you can have, you can take a coordinate, a compass bearing on, they headed this direction. Now, what would make them head that direction? Look at the terrain again on Google's map, Pro Map, and then see what's over there that might be interesting. And then you do that a few times, but you don't do it a lot. It's like when, like when I go into an area and I put cams up, I'll usually bait a stump with something like tuna juice and stuff like that. Not for Sasquatch, but to see what's in the area. Cougar, grizzly, black bear, just so I know I'm not walking into a, in case I'm walking into a not a good area, I guess. And, uh, and, and the more you could do that, and again, this is why that patience, much patience, much grace, much gentleness. You got to wait chunks of time so you can do it on a regular seasonal basis, but also when on a regular seasonal basis. So you're not you're not exposing your sense uh, too much in the environment. The same with somebody said to me that he geez, me on you were on like four different channels last week, and I said, yeah, I'm saturating the online thing. I don't want to do that. I don't want to saturate on here. Get shit, I have to go do, you know. But, uh, but I think that would be interesting, and especially in an area like yours, because I mean, if you're having these experiences where they're this familiar to you, and you're not um, a threat to them, in other words, they they know you, or they know of you. They know mm -hmm. there's no threat of you. They know that you're in the environment sometime. Squirrels are in the environment sometime. Birds are in the environment sometime. Patrick's in the environment. So that's what you want. That's camouflage, by the way. Mm -hmm. That's what you're trying to do is camouflage yourself so you're part of the environment. You might look human, but yeah. even if you're wearing those colors you're wearing today, you know, your navy blue with your funky little hat on there. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this is my no, this this is is like, foul like, hat. Yeah, totally. Like, totally. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Totally. I got to get off of here. We'll talk to you all later. I got to be up morning. All right. <laughs> Yeah, we, well, we should actually quit here too. So, yeah, you know, so addicting. It's Anyways, been it's been interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's been uh, the, it's it's been a really interesting conversation. Appreciate you, Patrick. No problem. No problem. Uh, if um, there's a lot of background on me that is on video, and uh, it's on Bigfoot Explorer, you know. And yeah, well, you sent me their link there, so I, I did scope through that. I think it gave you a thumbs up. Thank you for sending me that. So. Yeah. Um, so you know, one, you know, there's there's the study I did for 16 years with the information of that, and and, and then there's what we did on video. So you know, there, there's so there's just a lot to it, but and it's I'll been through every bit of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It, there, yeah. there's That's always a, a lot to it there's always a lot to it with this phenomena i mean it's uh 
Do, 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 do. Well, it's a thing thing. Well, I went and took hypothesis, developed theories, took theories out, and, and I either succeeded or failed with them. And then, you know, and I, I debunked everything I could. And then and when I put out, I said, okay, this is what I observed from doing. You know, and this is the area that hang in. This is what happened. You know, and some of it is expeditions I went on just with my tracking partner. You know, and then yep. when Bigfoot Explorer got in on it, oh, we want to do them too. We don't believe that you can do what you do. That was the angle, right? And 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 the first time I'm I'm showing him tracks, trackways. I got him knocked at, roared at, got him whooped at at our camp, and he says, "There's no way to happen." Could you send me some of that, Patrick? Would you feel okay about doing that? That is North America. That is a North Louisiana expedition on Bigfoot Explorer. Oh, so that's all on their their, their okay. No, I thought I thought that, I thought that you were saying they were saying no. There's no way that could do that, but they weren't saying well, that. And other people. Well, on, yeah, on the show, you know, on the show, you'll hear, you know, Mister Owen say, "Yeah, but you know, we can't confirm this is what it was. Even though we got knocked at and whooped at right here, we can't confirm that something." He'll. I think what he said was, "Well, Patrick seems to think this is what happened." Okay, you can hear his. This didn't happen in it. And then in the central Louisiana, after being yelled at and tracking, he actually, at the end of the show, he goes, well, we don't know what we're doing, so we don't know. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. And, and <laughs> we cast it. Remember, remember what the names of those videos were? Because I know Larry was asking that, too. So That was, uh, yeah. we did a North Louisiana uh, expedition. We did a, a Mississippi expedition. We did a central Louisiana expedition, and we did a southern Arkansas expedition. Okay. And uh, and we literally casted tracks on that episode, and he says, I, "We don't know nothing. We don't know it. We don't know what we're doing." But but you know, and that was his perception. That's fine. You know, I understand disbelief because I, I it took me three encounters looking at him, and I still didn't believe me. You know what I mean? Well, I was there. Yeah, but there's a difference between saying we don't know anything or what yeah. we're doing. If he said we don't know what we're doing, then what the hell are you doing out? Not you, but what the hell is he doing out there? Right. The idea yeah. about coming out and saying, well, this happened to us and this, we don't know what this all is. That's different total terminology. Yeah. But mm. to sit there and say to somebody, especially people who will be watching the videos, well, we don't know what the hell we're doing. It's like, well, yeah. why are we watching you? <laughs> well, remember, I, I used to track for them. Right. <laughs> you know, so. So do you have photos of the tracks? So, because I would love to take a look at some of these photos you got of them. On uh, on my Patrick Vaughn, mm. I have a I have a tracking file on Patrick Vaughn on photos. Awesome. And I, I'm tracking and I snap pictures and it's not every it's not every track. There's probably 10 percent of the tracks I found are there because the rest of them is just a it's just a toe impression. You know, the balls of the foot and the toes going up a hill, you know, and people can't see that. They want to see the the damn track, you know. Right, yeah. Yeah, hill so, shots are hard to – my best track was on a hillside. It was sweet, but I could not transpose it onto the camera because people kept seeing it as flat like this, right? Mm -hmm. What you yeah. couldn't see was the, the, the toe track, the toe holes that went in yeah. the, the embankment. And yeah. you could put your fingers in it and you could feel them. Like that was yeah. – wow. I found, I found one that had knuckles, 
you can see the four knuckles and the thumb as it was coming up an embankment, it put its, its, its fingers down and a thumb and came up the embankment. That was in Southern Arkansas. Mm. But, uh, yeah, all that's on Patrick Vaughn. Uh, there's a, there's a tracking album and then there's a other signs album where there's a, uh, the one that came in that circled around, I actually drew a weapon that night and he went around, broke a stick and went out behind a tree and was peeking around behind the tree. There's a thermal of that. And then, uh, and then of course this, the, the egg, the, the two digging sticks beside it is in other signs. But, uh, just as I track and as I find stuff, I drop it in that like a, like a photo bucket. But All right. It, well, it's I, been, it, I think, I think we're going to wrap it up. It's probably good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least the live portion, man. If you guys can stick around for just one minute, at least uh, afterwards, that'd be great. But uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, good audience tonight. Uh, cross platform, that was good. And um, hey, we'll do it again soon, man. We got a lot of things coming down the pipe. I'm gonna put some special stuff together. Yeah. So thumbs, uh, up. thumbs up to this video. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like, and subscribe. Smash that like button. Oh, like it, eh? Yeah. Smash that like button. The uh, one is the oh, ring the bell. That's what you want to do. Ring the bell is what you want to do. Ring, ring that the notifications. Bell. Yeah, but let's get the algorithms going so that you know, uh, whatever. There's more people watching. Uh, you know, I'm not monetized, guys. I'm not. So, uh. I just want more people to be engaged with the, these kinds of discussions. I mean, you heard everything we talked about here tonight. Like we were all over the place and with, you know, all kinds of stuff and a little bit of d debate, disagreement back and forth. That's, that's fine. That's good. What, that good. is what, yeah. Good discussion here. Like that's what it's all about. Um, and we're all friends. So it's 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 all good, and um, <clears throat> thanks for watching. Uh, it is getting late here. It is. It must be like two o'clock your time. It, it no, it's uh, it's almost three o'clock in the morning. Holy smokes! Yeah. Which is yeah. fine. Uh, but yeah, on my time. Like, we're thank God I'm off tomorrow. <laughs> I work tomorrow morning. Too. <laughs> Me too, but it's it's only uh, what uh, uh, approaching midnight, I guess. Oh, right, your time here, my it's, time. Yeah, I don't have to work till twelve, so that's a bit of a bonus. I can sleep in a little. Yeah. Bit. <laughs> All right, so yeah. we're just gonna wrap it up and and close it out. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, you know, I I appreciate every single one of you guys being here. Uh, and and thank thanks for watching, Larry. Uh very active in chat. I see that. And I appreciate that. I want people to engage from chat into the show because you guys are a part of it. And, uh, and that's what it's all about. So we'll wrap it up and uh, we'll do it again next week. I'm sure. We'll night. talk to you guys later. Have a good night.